0: Tune in to the Neil Prendeville show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: They very discreetly, even and quietly slipped the lights on last night. The Echo carries a front page photograph of the Lord Mayor and a couple of uh, kids, Oshin and uh, Lorraine, at the switching on. Of the lights, I'm unaware. Imagine summer around City Hall, or somewhere within the City Hall building. 120,000 bulbs in all came on and lit up the city, and apparently more to be added, as in switched on in the coming days. So, Patrick Street, Oliver Plunkett Street, Tucky Street, Grand Parade—all lit up. Seven kilometers of energy-efficient LED Christmas lights. And then more will go on in the coming days, like Opera Lane and Paul Street, Academy Street, French Church Street and Carey's Lane. Uh, so that's the dealio. Um, some are on, more to come on in the next few days, and then they'll all be on. But of course, one of the big topics of conversation on this programme uh, was the fact that there was no uh, switch-on, no family uh, event in the city. Uh, the story that broke when we were on air yesterday morning, which is Forrest, the Friends of the Rebel Army Society, Accepting a takeover bid uh, by former owner of Sonus Bathrooms... Uh, Dermot Usher, that's the front of this morning's Echo Today. And what have they got in their sights? Silverware and Europe. They're the targets, according to the prospective buyer, who hopefully has uh, deep pockets and helps to make that happen. Uh, something that we were dealing with on air during the week, of course, is for people to be on alert, not wanting to frighten people or make them nervous or anything, particularly the elderly. But I know that um, uh, Sergeant John Kelly from Formoy station makes the Echo Today because he was chatting with uh, Tricia Mes- Messenger on 103. He was talking about... Um, the people should be aware uh, of a number of incidents that have been reported to guards where uh, goods delivered to persons home addresses are stolen from the patio or outside the door. This would be online shopping that's being delivered. Now, unfortunately, for all sorts of different reasons, the courier company just leaves it at the door, opens the patio and leaves it inside the patio door. And of course, you've got doorstep thieves who are just ready to pounce. So particularly uh, with Black Friday coming up and stuff like that this day, week. People shopping online have been warned about packages being stolen from people's front doors. Nothing is sacred anymore in the life and times that we live in now. Story of a, of a Corkman uh, who, um, at the age of 26, has, and these are the Echo's words, not mine, walked free from court after being handed a suspended sentence for possession of child sexual abuse images. Now, when Gardie pounce, they found horrific images of children. I'm not going to go into them apart from the fact that they, the different images are usually categorized into different levels, level ones and level twos and what have you. But they were shocking. Uh, but the judge decided not to imprison the man, Michael Mullen, uh, from uh, Wilton uh, because it uh, was taken into consideration various mitigating factors. But he was told that if he was found in possession of similar material again, he will go to jail. So an extensive Garda investigation there didn't result in a prison sentence and there's a lot of other court reports today like the woman who had her jaw broken in two places and was bitten on the shoulder in an assault by her ex-partner now he's going to be sentenced Um, on the 23rd of the month. But there's a lengthy, um, you know, uh, court report making this morning's uh, echo. But the woman involved said she asked the man, she asked her ex-partner to to leave her home on several occasions. When he refused to do so, she began to push him towards the front door, turned around, and he bit her on the right shoulder and then punched her into the face twice with his fist, uh, broke her jaw in two places. That's a court report. Um, there are other stories regarding people who were up before the bench uh, over the past couple of days. And the examiner has one. You might recall uh, the one of the more recent stories there. We hear all sorts of crazy driving stories. But this was the guy who uh, sped through the Jack Lynch tunnel going in the wrong bore, going the wrong way, wrong direction. Maintenance staff were working on it in the early hours in the morning. So that could have been a real danger if the maintenance staff had been hit by this driver. He's been remanded in custody for sentencing on on uh, 31st of of January but uh, the courts heard that uh, Tony Caulfield from Cathedral Road apologising for putting the maintenance staff Gardee and other motorists at risk Uh, why Gardee well apparently the whole thing started uh, at a minute after midnight on Sun Valley Drive when two detectives saw him acting suspiciously activated the blue lights and the sirens and approached him and he sped off then at speed down uh, up Sun Valley Drive at about 100 uh, um, miles an hour they're saying sorry, my apologies, for about 100 metres, I should say, and then drove with no lights on at the patrol car. Uh, So he's going to be sentenced at the back end of uh, January. He said he had drugs and alcohol issues since he was much younger and he was currently doing a drug rehabilitation course in prison and hopefully that will make all the difference and turn him around. Uh, to a better life Uh, also for those of us that are driving you'll get your first taste of free flow traffic at the Dunkettle Kettle Interchange uh, because motorists are set to get the first opportunity to try out some of it Uh, at least three different key links uh, have been finished now at Dunkettle. Kettle and will open at some stage this weekend. So it's a good story making the Echo Examiner today, together with uh, an aerial photographic shot of exactly what's opening. There's an incredible amount of work going on. And then the toll issue, which I talked about yesterday morning, it's on the front of the mail today. They call it gouging, that we're being gouged with regards to the costs of the toll. Uh, And, of course, there's the M50, and then there's the, uh, uh, like, how many M's and N's do you want me to read out for you with regards to roads that are tolled in Ireland? But, of course, the ones that really figure for us would be probably Watergrass Hill and Port Leash and they'll go to two Euro ten. Remember when it was one ninety and then very quietly it went up to two? Now it will go to 2.10. So motorists facing uh, more t- hike charges. I'll come back to that in a few minutes' time, though, because Kevin did some research and compared our toll prices with Italy, France, Germany, and Spain. I won't say any more about it uh, for now, apart from the fact that at 2.10 euro 10 even, we're still getting away with it quite cheaply when you compare it to uh, other countries around Europe. Uh, other stories making the papers, of course. Unfortunately, um, you look at everything going up in price, and that includes mortgages, and TSB make the front of the independent th- today uh, what but it 's just another mortgage increase which will kick in quite quickly uh, and they 're saying that say for instance, if it 's a two hundred and fifty euro mortgage, you will now have to find an extra sixty euro and Maybe things will change, or maybe politicians are just kind of uh, engaging in optics because um, government ministers now are said to be angered at the lack of progress in a number of hospitals, in particular the CUH, poor performance at that hospital. Uh, and they're you know breaking all sorts of record levels of poor performance within the CUH, apparently, uh, amongst them, of course, overcrowding and long waiting lists and chaos in the A&E. So apparently, according to the examiner this morning, underperforming consultants and managers in some of the country's worst hospitals, probably say that about most if not all of them have been targeted in recent weeks and they're going to be asked to account not for their movements but account for their failures and you know the children's hospital I know, don't even talk about that uh, but apparently um, they they get everything so wrong um, when designing and building things that the mail this morning says that the new children's hospital will have 325 parking spaces for 5,000 staff I mean I think, the, I think the idea behind not giving people parking spaces anymore is to discourage them from driving, to have a more sustainable life on this planet, I suppose. But there are other stories then regarding transportation. That's one in the Irish Times this morning. It says they're just gang bus drivers. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's the job, the conditions, the wages, the hours, the grief that bus drivers have to put up with, or indeed, maybe just people can find other jobs that pay better with no grief. But now, up until now, of course, you could have EU citizens come in and drive Irish buses. But it's so bad now that according to the Times... Uh, Non-EU bus drivers will be permitted to work in Ireland for the first time just to try and tackle the recruitment crisis in the industry. So there's so many industries in Ireland now that have uh, labour shortages. And it, it's bizarre because I'll read an email, hopefully during a few minutes' time, I get an opportunity from a student who has sent out loads and loads and loads of CVs trying to get a part-time job. Willing to work from four o'clock on a Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and just keeps on getting knocked back. But watch this space. You know your electric cars, right? There's no uh, road tax. But wait, because the English Times this morning is saying that electric vehicles will no longer be exempt from vehicle excise duty and they will have to pay road tax. It's unfair if they don't. So Jeremy Hunt apparently says he wants to make motoring taxes fairer uh, and he'll hit those uh, who have electric cars. And I'm only mentioning this because the headline says electric car owners must pay road tax. So if it happens across the water... Is not only a question of time before they cotton on to it here and also impose motor tax on electric cars. Watch this space, I suppose. And then other people driving. You have a taxi driver above in Dublin. Uh, very interesting character. He's had, uh, he's had five claims now uh, for uh, injuries sustained while driving his taxi and he's made over 100, or at least has been paid out over 100,000 euro in damages from previous accidents. Uh, the judge said that he seemed to be making quite a career out of personal injury claims, According to the judge. And the latest one, the fifth one, it was before the courts, was dismissed by the judge, Ravinder Pal Singh. Um, He uh, had quite a number of them in the past, and the uh, Independent this morning catalogues them. So his fifth one judge was having none of it and then of course other people in the workplace include primary school teachers and principals the latest one from the independent is that um, the principals are now saying they have less and less time because of the workload within primary schools in particular to actually do the job that they were hired to do in the first place uh, and not only that they're saying that it's getting harder to recruit and to retain not just teachers but principals and the principals are saying that they are drowning in bureaucratic workload you know a million miles paperwork i suppose you know box ticking and stuff like that there's a story in the mail that talks about drugs being dealt with openly uh at the gpo now you would think um that well actually let me put it this way it, it's actually Dublin's GPO, but it could sit very nicely here in Cork as well because, of course, Seamus has been out and has been down at the GPO uh, in Cork City and other locations, but you see open drug dealing there uh, and also you've got the drug dealers holding on to people's uh, you know uh, welfare cards and what have you. So it's not anything exclusive to the GPO in Dublin because we have it as well. And, of course, the World Cup starts this weekend. There's research out now saying that Irish footy fans are privately rooting for England uh, at the World Cup. There's a, a shock survey out from Ladbrokes. Shock and horror that Irish soccer footy supporters are actually supporting uh, England. Um, the, The research says that the most popular backed team with Irish fans is England, followed by Wales, followed by Spain, and followed by Portugal. Where in the name of God is? Have you seen this? Where's Brazil in this? Where's Argentina? I know. Huh? I What's know.
2: going on? There were years. There's a generation there. The 1970 Brazil football team will forever be in their hearts. The Jairzinho Pele team, and they would forever follow Brazil after that. But I mean, come on. I, I I suppose I can understand it in some way from the newer fans, or maybe younger fans who would support, be more likely to support players as opposed. You're to, spot on. I looked you know, at the
1: research this morning. Apparently, those that are doing so are supporting England because their favourite Premier League player is in the English squad. Mm. Ten
2: years ago, everybody would have been following Portugal. In that case, of Cristiano Ronaldo's whole Cristiano Ronaldo madness.
1: So when you break it down, right? England first, then Wales, then Spain, then Portugal, then in fifth place, Argentina, in sixth place, Brazil, in seventh place, Germany, in eighth place, France, then Poland, the Netherlands and what have you.
2: I'm shocked France is so high. Oh my God, I've got France see everywhere. Well, at least, yeah, so everywhere. do I, but that's because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a frank, we're, we're a Francophile. Like, we like France. I've made money on France in the yeah. Well, <laughs> on,
1: <laughs> uh, on a fiver.
2: Like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe made. But, I mean, a lot of people still remember the Thierry Henry handball. That actually, the anniversary of that, I think, is uh, is it 10 years today, the anniversary you know, you of You know, you talk about the World Cup and
1: you talk about the Pele, Jairzinho and Rivellino on them. Mm. You know, years ago, people would. I think they're back again. Somebody, I heard somebody in the building, they're talking about soccer card stickers into a book.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they come around every year. I think they did a big, ex- big exhibition in it in Cork recently. I have around. the
1: 1970 World Cup sticker book. The 1970 World Cup, full of all of the players. <laughs> we and we used to oh, buy them everybody. religiously with our few pence. Every Did you get the little stick of gum that tasted of nothing? It came with gum, yeah. and then you got maybe three or five um, card stickers, very, very light, and you gummed them into the book. Yeah. I think I've lost only one or two. The rest of them is pristine oh, from 1970.
2: That's impressive. Yeah, we, we, I think everybody did that. My uncle... <laughs> my uncle <laughs> with Thank all you. the best intentions <laughs> knowing I was a football fan used to buy me the books already complete ah, no, no,
1: that's <laughs> the, no, what's no fun the point that? of that it, the fun is swapping with your <laughs> yeah, mates I've exactly. got two Pele's or I've got two um, uh, you know Bobby Charlton's <laughs> yeah. or, or, yes, maybe. I'll swap you one of them for a fellow in the <laughs> Euro yeah, not, squad not just something.
2: getting a completed one with the whole yeah, book Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so there fun. you go guys apparently England uh, are, the, are the team that we're shouting for most but meanwhile Just one or two more alarmingly, the star is claiming this morning that gay Qataris, people who are gay in Qatar are being told that they will avoid torture if they work as undercover spies to help authorities track down other LGBTQ people in the country. That's the story that makes the star today. And I can't even start to talk about what's happening on TV, apart from the fact that apparently, it is true, Neighbours is coming back. It had um, a very short retirement because, apparently... Um, Amazon has bought it and Neighbours has been saved and will return to screens in the new year with a brand new series. Those of you that are Neighbours fans will be delighted with that news.
0: The Neil Prendiville Show. Gold winner for interactive speech program at the EMRO Radio Awards 2022. Court Red
1: FM. Okay, I just do this ahead of the break then we get stuck into phone calls. We're talking about the toll increases. The mail calls it gouging, right? So say for instance, Watergrass Hill and Port Leash if you went from Cork to Dublin and used both tolls, it would cost you four euro twenty. You would be traveling two hundred and fifty-nine kilometers. It would cost four twenty, two ten at each of the tolls. If you traveled the same almost the same distance with now, I'm giving you examples here that Kevin has come up with, but there's about ten or fifteen kilometers in the difference. But by and large, it's pretty much the same different distance. What okay, from Cork to uh, Dublin, using Watergrass Hill and Port Leach tolls, €4.20. In Italy, the equivalent distance and the tolls that you would pay from Florence to Rome, €17.60. Bear in mind now, Cork, Dublin, four twenty. So Florence to Rome, €17.60. France, equivalent distance, Paris to Calais, all of the tolls that you would use, the French are robbers when it comes to tolls, absolutely. So Paris to Calais, €47.58, 47, Euro 58. 47. 58 for a similar distance. And there is nothing wrong with the road surface from Cork to Dublin, it's as good as Paris to Calais or Florence to Rome, it's a perfect road. Spain, Bilbao to Zaragoza. Same distance as Cork to Dublin, thirty-three euro seventy. Now, thirty-three euro seventy, forty-seven fifty-eight, and seventeen sixty is a million miles away from four euro twenty. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mind you, if you were in Germany, you'd be having the best of fun because all of their toll roads. Have no price there are they're toll-free. The motorists the, mo- the motorways have no charge whatsoever. So that's the German model. So I know there's another increase, but think about if you were in France and what you'd be paying for the same distance forty-seven fifty-eight every time. Winner
0: of two golds at the EMRO Radio Awards 2022.
1: You learn something new every day. Thank you so much to Connery. He says, I have to tell you that electric car tax does exist in Ireland. It's €123 per year. Was it always that way? Did they slip that in? I thought if you had zero emissions, you paid zero road tax. Well, we checked it out, and car tax for electric vehicles says if your car doesn't emit any exhaust emissions, if your CO2 value is zero... (laughs) You'll still pay. You pay the cheapest rate, though, at 120 euro per year. But why would you be paying anything at all if car tax is based on emissions and your emissions are zero? I don't know. Is it always? I I thought that it was free, um, unless they slipped it in unknowing. But you learn something new every day. And thanks as well to uh, GP. He says, there's no road tax in France, Neil. Did you know that? It answers a question from a texter who says, do France, do the French have road tax on cars like we do? No, they don't. So maybe that's why their tolls are higher. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm only giving you comparisons with regards to here and European tolled roads. Lines are open. Pick up the phone 0818 106. It may not be uh, a Black Friday, but it certainly is a free food Friday, courtesy of yourselves and Roosters, Piri Perry, Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So text who you are and where you are to 0868 106. We'll start the shout outs in about a half an hour's time and I'll tell you all about the food a little later. It'll feed maybe between 15 and 20 of you. So who you are and where you are to oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six Quick call. Sabina, good morning.
3: Good morning.
1: Now, here we have it. Uh, the lights were very quietly uh, without any ceremony, switched on. Some kind of a button was pushed by the Lord Mayor um, with uh, two young kids who were there to celebrate it. O'Sheen and Lorraine. The only two that saw the lights switch on last night. What do you make of that? <laughs> well,
3: that is very you know, um, cheeky of them, isn't it?
1: Uh, 120,000 bulbs in all lit up the city more to be added in the coming days i wonder if they decided to turn them on quickly because people were so annoyed just to get it done get them switched on keep people happy keep them quiet
3: i think i think they did so because everybody was, was looking forward you know because um during the winter it it is like a um, a season where people are ill people are down because of of the weather they cannot go out for so many reasons so everybody or you know most of 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 people were, were looking forward just to go out and see the lights Switched on, and it will just put you into the Christmas mode. That's if, it. You know, yeah, you know yeah. It's I mean? been yes. it's been a challenging
1: yeah. time for people, hasn't it? This would have been the first opportunity for them to be switched on in public in quite some time. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's been because if, even me, you know, um, I love Christmas. So if I don't see the lights, I feel like oh, really, you know, it's it's not Christmas yet. But just the lights, it, it it does. You know something to you, and it's like a it coming the, the together,
1: isn't it? It's like a people coming together as one to celebrate the start of an event, a happy time.
3: That's right, because everybody now, uh, you know, is talking about Christmas. You know, um, what are you going to buy? Even yeah. on the adverts on the the television, it's yeah. um, it's Christmas, and then now if you if would have gone to, to you know, to Coke City and there are no lights and then you'd be like, is it really Christmas, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you will have an opportunity to go in now at night or when the lights go down, maybe after five o'clock and see them switched on. Do you have children?
3: Yes, I do have children. So okay. I have three children, the 18-year-old one, well, I... I can't call her a child anymore and I have (laughs) a 14 year...
1: (laughs) they will always be children when they want to be children.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but actually the 18 year old one, she loves Christmas. She was in Cork yesterday about nine o'clock at night and she video, you know called me and like, Mom, they put the lights on. And I'm like, Oh, really? Did they? Oh, you know? she
1: sent you a video of the lights. That's lovely. Isn't yeah,
3: it? so so she she rang me on a video and then she was just <laughs> showing me all these lights. And I'm like, My God, that is beautiful. You know, we it. should go during the weekend. I love it. You know, in the evening and and see the lights. I
1: just, to, I just want to ask you a question as to how it would compare to countries overseas. I mean, where would your country of birth have been? Is it Ireland or is it somewhere else?
3: No, I was born in Kenya and I've, I've lived in, in 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 England for over okay. twenty but years. But let's say you know? let's
1: say Kenya. What would Christmas be like this time oh, of the year? Oh
3: God, it's like it's it's like something else. It's a celebration, and the lights are everywhere. Like there is no sleeping during you know Christmas season because even the the clubs are always. Um, twenty-four hours and uh, uh, the supermarkets are uh, are twenty-four hours. Like everything is twenty-four hours. Okay, so but, but like only... C-
1: Christmas lights, Christmas tree, Christmas yes. dinner. What about Christmas dinner?
3: Oh, Christmas dinner is like a feast. You know, if, if like every meal you would think of, in, you know, in 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 Kenya, like it's. Uh, I think it's uh, in in Kenya, Christmas is a family time. So even the people who live in, um, in the cities, they'll be, you know, they'll be going to, um, to see other families or maybe they'll organize to meet in the village. So you, uh, you will find yourself, maybe you are, you know, you'll be feeding 20 people during this festive season. It's just a joyful, joyful time. Would you time. have turkey?
1: Does that feature?
3: Um, yes, people have turkey. Chicken, but mostly it's it's chicken because because turkey it's a, a bit expensive, yeah, so you know yeah. the people will go for chicken. They'll go for beef. They'll be uh, be barbecuing like a, a you know a whole goat, lamb, a goat? pig, a
1: yes, goat. L- yep. <laughs> What's that taste like, goat?
3: It is it, it 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 is tender. It is tender and and really delicious. Yes.
1: Is it is it like lamb or mutton or something like that?
3: it is like
1: mutton yes (laughs) you won't be you won't be barbecuing or spit roasting a goat this Christmas here will you
3: oh you well not for me here because you know it's (laughs) it's, it's, it's hard work
1: (laughs) have you ever gone into the English market and bought tripe or drisheen or crew beans or liver or offal things like that
3: um um I've been there but um um I haven't bought anything have you seen tripe um, I've I've bought tried before in the you know the um, the shops in um 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 Shandon Street. Right? Yes. Have you? Tr- yeah. And have you cooked it? I have. Yes, I have. How
1: do you cook it?
3: So first of all, you you know uh, you boil it for maybe ten fifteen minutes just to make it a bit tender. Right. And then you you fry it. Yes.
1: You fry it. Yeah. I thought you were supposed to do it in a pot with milk and onions.
3: Oh, milk.
1: <laughs> no. Not the way you no. do it traditionally in Cork, no.
3: No, no milk. No. But <laughs> anyway, everybody've have, have got their own ways of cooking Okay. It? Okay. Okay.
1: You know what it is, isn't it the lining of the sheep's stomach, isn't it? Oh, it st- is yes, it
3: is.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I have to tell you, Sabina, the amount of times that I have tried to taste it is must. Yeah. It must be half a dozen times. It's got so close to my lips, but I never managed to do it. <laughs>
3: you should. It like, is delicious. It is not
1: delicious. delicious. It's awful. <laughs>
3: well, um, like I said, every you know. Um people cook differently. there are people you know who knows how to cook and there are people who will just add too much water and then lose the flavor.
1: All right well you add you pan fry it then yeah okay
3: yes yeah okay. I pan fry it yeah with, right. with maybe a little bit of you know onions and um spices and, and
1: just make sure it's a bit it's
3: like you know yeah, yeah. golden brown yeah.
1: lots, lots of spices to hide the taste but That's you'll never right, get rid yeah. of that awful texture but anyway listen lovely chatting with you look after yourself yeah. and an early happy Christmas to you and the family alright
3: You too. Thank you very much. Happy Christmas.
1: Take care. Well done. So she boils it for 10 minutes and then pans, pan fries it. Uh, Oh, can I just update as well? You remember I spoke to Donna a few weeks ago. It was back at the start of November and she was telling the story at um, at the time of how she was putting out an appeal um, for any information pertaining to her brother Jack's hit and run, uh, which had happened four weeks previous to the conversation. That she had with me and she said, um, this is what she was saying online, on Monday the 3rd of October between 6 and 6.05pm, my brother Jack was involved in a hit and run up by St. Vincent's GAA club. He was walking across the road when a blonde woman in a silver car hit him and drove away from the scene. Now, the only CCTV footage that they had was from St. Vincent's itself. And they could make out the woman in the silver car, but could not see the registration or the make of the car. So she hit him, uh, knew she hit him, but drove away. Um, and she was appealing that uh, the woman, um, who briefly stopped incidentally and did take off her seatbelt, but then decided to drive away after hitting 13-year-old Jack. So her appeal was put out in the hopes that it would reach the woman herself um when she hit him with a car, he landed on his head, Jack landed on his head, and he'd been out in, in and out of hospital ever since, including emergency surgery. And we shared some of the photographs of the injuries that he suffered and the state of the poor lad's head. It ballooned out. So after my chat on air with Donna, the story was picked up by a lot of other media locally and nationally. And Donna recently got back in touch with us to give us a quick update. And she said to us yesterday, she's not in a position to come on the air just yet, but she did want to update. And I thank her for it. She says, just a quick update on Jack. He was all good from the last appointment. He was allowed to take the pressure bands off, but will continue to be monitored and the wound so that doesn't fill up again. But, and that's great news, but equally important is the woman has come forward to the Gardaí. Now, she doesn't know any more about it than that, apart from the woman has come forward and and um, spoken to Gardaí, all right? So the woman involved in it, the woman that hit Jack, uh, has uh, obviously got in touch with the gardee, gone to a Gardaí station. And she said, I just want to pass on my appreciation for everything you did. Uh, for getting the word out there. Thank you so much. It means an awful lot. So there's a, a lovely update. Maybe it was all of the media coverage. Maybe it was the talk of me chatting with Donna about it, that the woman decided that the best thing that she could do would be to come forward and admit to what had happened and face whatever consequences will come of it. So at least you can say that much, that she's come forward and has presented herself to Gardi. So I can't say any more about it than that, but that's the latest update. Text The Neil Prendival Show
0: now. Oh eight
1: six eight one zero four one zero six Red FM. Yes, indeed. Uh, text 086 8104 106. We'll be talking more about tripe and Drisheen just after 10 o'clock this morning. Um, Don O'Reilly is the last Drisheen maker in all of Ireland inside in the English market. Uh, and we'll be chatting about that. But Seamus and Clare actually were in the English market on uh, Wednesday chatting with people about tripe and drusheen, the old cork staple. Now, tripe is the lining of the cow's stomach. So I got that one wrong. It's the cow's stomach. And traditionally, although Sabina does it differently, it's boiled in milk with onions. Drasheen, then, is blood sausage made from the blood of the cow. Now, it's different to black pudding and white pudding. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of cereal and things in the black and and white puddings, and I love those. But drasheen is another country entirely. Uh, So the Farmgate Cafe got on board with us, and Cooked for us tripe and dracheen, and also some lamb's liver. And the lads then, Seamus and Claire, were serving it uh, to the people of Cork in the English Market on Wednesday afternoon. Um, And thank you for the Farmgate Cafe for coming on board. They did a damn fine job. It's a fabulous restaurant with uh, delicious food. So more on that after 10. But it's an interesting story. Uh, Just a quick funny story came to mind, Neil, regarding tripe and drachine. Back in 1977, I went to visit my two aunts in New York. Um, Says Catherine, my mother, in all her innocence gave me a plastic bag bought the day before in O'Reilly's in the market uh, with tripe and drachine in it. I walked through customs, remember now, 1977, walked through customs, no problem, placed the bag in the overhead compartment. And I'll tell you what, when I opened that compartment overhead in New York, it was like leaving off 100 stink bombs in a small space. I'll never forget Uh, that people never left an aircraft so fast they couldn't get away from it. Yeah, I think we all have a kind of a story like that. I remember doing it once years ago with uh, French cheese in an overhead locker and... everything was fine till you opened the over the head locker and you got blue cheese and camembert cheese and all sorts of fresh French cheeses but I'd imagine that on the scale the Richter scale of smell Tripandrachine would have been right up there so thank you for that Catherine you know we are talking about uh, light switch ons very quietly and discreetly the Lord Mayor pushed a button last night and all of the lights came on no family event I can tell you there will be a big family event this evening because the Luxford family are switching on the lights in Toker Later today. Con, good morning. Good
4: morning, Neil. How are we doing? You
1: should do me a favour. You should send the Chief Executive of Cork City Council an invitation to the switch on. What do you think?
4: (laughs) I sent the two of them, himself and the Lord Mayor, to come out here and switch on the lights with us, but no, they wouldn't take it up,
1: did they? Did you get a response (laughs) from either of them? No, (laughs) Neil. Fair play (laughs) to you for doing it anyway, all the same. Anyway, all rearing to go. Well,
4: I'll tell you now, we are inviting all children to come here this evening, and Santi will be here with sweets to hand them out to the children. All right. okay. And we hope
1: everybody will enjoy themselves. Fair play to you. What time's the switch on, Con? Yourself and Aileen well, have done all the hard work with the volunteers.
4: Five o'clock is the switch on, and it's my son Jason and these and two lads that they, they, they do the work there and plastering, and they come out. They have ninety ninety five percent of it done. They have about five percent more to do, but I get the whip out to them now only <laughs> the after. And and yeah, yeah, by five o'clock, that Santi will be able to
1: come and visit everybody. All right. How are the two new reindeer arrivals getting on? Are they fitting in? I- Oh, the, the, you, you couldn't believe the way they're
4: after settling in straight away at first we thought we'd have trouble getting them out in the garden and <laughs> we hunted them out anyway and they settled down straight away and they're eating the grass so I'm, I have no problems with the grass being grown anymore No, because they'll eat the grass away now so I don't have to go and cut it anymore fair
1: play <laughs> to you boy, fair play to you now uh, all of the proceeds and people that go along all over the Christmas season can leave a few bob for penny dinners right quite correct and we'll all go to Penny dinner into
4: Katrina told me and I must thank a few people that uh, walked with me and they turned around and uh, in the card game that I run on a, on a Wednesday night, in Nemo, forty-five drive, uh, there was a few people already had uh, to give me money towards it, Fair and season. I can't thank them enough. The people in Cork why, are so generous. We we don't realise it ourselves. i something like this comes up, a crisis comes up, and people in Cork why, will step up to the time
1: case. after time. Boy, I've been saying it for years, but you're still not turning away anybody that might like a business that might like to contribute or to sponsor some of the lights here or not it's not too anybody
4: big. that wants to make a sponsorship twist. us we'd we'll be thrilled especially for their electricity bill we'd we'll be more than happy to take for them what's the address again out there in TokerCon Forty one Tocal Road. You can't miss it. It's right across the road from Super Value. You couldn't miss it with all the lights on, anyway. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, and unfortunately, the, the the house next door, Jason, Jason next door, he's getting his house rebuilt, <laughs> so the, you can't miss it. With that, I expect it as well. Cappy's <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing a, a fair bit of work to his house. Fair play to,
1: fair, play him. To him. fair play to him. All right. Well, good luck with that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. I'm I'm, I'm catching a train to Dublin. of Stuff on, but I'll catch up with you early next week, all right? We'll 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 send photographs on to you now, straight away the very
4: minute they will turn on the lights we'll be out videoing it and we'll send them on to this to
1: Fair play to you, fair play to you. Lovely chat. And listen con before know, before,
5: can
4: before I also say, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for Red FM coming on with us and
1: publicizing this far factor Katrina told me. So sure, why wouldn't you do it? And also in memory of your beautiful daughter, your beautiful, beautiful Thank daughter. Uh, listen to me, when um when I'm on to you, do you ever eat, did you ever eat tripe and Rasheen oh god I used to love it one time
4: really <laughs> I did but Aileen hates it she's a Johnny Gall woman you see <laughs> oh, right. so did, I mean time, <laughs> so did, did, did Aileen have to cook it for you no, I had to cook it myself I had to learn from my mother and father how S- to cook protein and tripe And rightly so but And
1: in but... milk is the right way to do it Yeah, okay But it's the damn texture of the tripe How do you, like, it, it, it's awful, isn't it? Well, you cook it for a
4: couple of hours now and it's lovely and tender What does it taste like? It tr- tastes like any other meat that you eat No, it doesn't look like any other star. meat and believe you may but you know when it's better after about ten pints.
1: <laughs> I thought it was crew beans were brilliant after ten pints.
4: And, and them
1: as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well boy why did you boil a bucket load of it this weekend then?
4: Now, do you know what you're doing now when you give me a hamper for Christmas? <laughs> For what canals? They don't do triphandrachine. <laughs> no, but they've take taking a
1: handful. <laughs> we'll see what we can rustle it together in the coming weeks. Anyway, good, good luck hand. this good evening. Five o'clock. Well done to all concerned.
4: And we appreciate everything. That's right all right. Mind Europe. yourself. And Cheers, and thank you for having us on the show. All right, Con. We can't thank the people in Cork City love. All the best, I hope to see everybody here this evening. Five o'clock this evening,
1: Con and Aileen Luxford are turning on the lights in memory of their daughter Katrina with all of the proceeds going to Cork Penny Dinners. Anybody that wants to sponsor or contribute can do so by just calling out members of the public or indeed a business that's flush with a few bob. Just a quick one. Karen, good morning.
0: Good
6: morning, Neil. How you are you? You say, don't
1: mention the tolls. Why is that?
6: Yes, well, recently we had occasion to go to Dublin for um, a funeral and we passed through the e-flow on the way up and then we passed through it again on the way down. Now, understand, because of the circumstances, the e- paying the e-flow within 24 hours was the last thing. Yeah, e-flow? So what? Back.
1: E-flow? The M50? E-flow,
6: the, exactly, at yeah. yeah, the toll there. You have to pay yeah. it within 24 hours
1: or it goes up, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, okay. so basically we came back, and we were back on the Thursday night. Now, admittedly, it was Saturday before I thought of paying it. So anyway, I paid it on the Saturday, the 25th of October, and then I got a letter in the door four days later to say that the journey charge was still outstanding, which was 6.20 for the return one, plus a late fee penalty of 6.20, which gave 12.40, and that I would be getting my next fine, would be 42 euros 50, which would be applied now. In the meantime, I have a receipt for paying the 650 on the 25th of October by email, which I got from them. So I tried to ring them. I was told my wait time would be 35 to 40 minutes before somebody could Typically, yeah, typically, you
1: get that awful music that on mind. hold.
6: Yeah. Oh, god, yeah, absolutely. And then I said, Okay, I'm going to photocopy my receipt, photocopy the letter, and post it to them, which is now costing 120. It's not about the five euros but it's the principle they're trying to get 18 euro for something that should be 6 and I think paying it within 24 hours is ridiculous Like they should give you 3 days grace so people have something on that they have time to think about it when they get home and I've often bed.
1: forgot to pay it, often yeah. and uh, I see the odd letter come in because my daughter drives a lot on that road and I see the odd letter come in and uh, it's, it's doubling the, the fee because she forgot yeah. to pay people forget
6: people do forget but you see the point is they're now making, well they're going to be trying to make 18 euro and what's a six euro journey. I I accept it was outside 24 hours, but I just think, you know, 24 hours a ridiculous amount of time. Like if people are going under circumstances that they're worried about something or people could be going to the hospitals up there, they should be given a few days grace. Like it should be a minimum like of three days to give you a chance to pay it when you come back. But anyway, they're now looking for 18. So I've sent my letter in on Monday and I've heard nothing from them yet. So whether my next one will be 42 euro or whether they'll acknowledge the receipt that I photocopied for the original payment.
1: I highly doubt no. if it will be increased. I think if if you could have gone on to them on the phone, I'd say they would have just cancelled it there and then, you know?
6: You see, not, see Neil, that would be fine but if I had to wait 40 minutes, that's going to be more expensive no. than paying the extra 6 euros they Well, it's for, so just your
1: time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're probably free phone but that's not the point. It's the time no, taken not, on hold.
6: they're not a free phone number at all. Aren't they? No. No.
1: Yeah. Will you let me know as to whether they scratch it or I not? Virtually well,
6: Neil. No problem.
1: All right, but bear in, bear okay. in mind, I was giving some comparisons there, and, and people are saying that tolls might be dearer in France, but that's because they don't pay road tax. But the equivalent it's distance it's from Cork to Dublin, we pay four twenty because you go through two tolls. In France, the equivalent distance um, by comparison is Paris to Calais, and the tolls are forty seven fifty eight each way. I
6: know, but look at what we pay on road tax, Neil
1: and they don't I suppose Yeah, and some they concept, don't
6: yeah. and then in the UK I'm not sure if it's still the same but it was a flat rate a very much reduced rate on what we're paying and I can guarantee you're not bumping out of potholes every corner you turn
1: do you not think the Cork Dublin road is a super road I do
6: think Cork Dublin is great but for somebody who lives in Cork I think our roads are abominable like especially with the heavy rain recently I think the Cork Dublin road first of all is great I have an issue with this 24-hour thing and then claiming money straight away Yeah,
1: on no, I mean, I've, I've never seen the Cork Road them. so bad, to be honest with you. And a lot oh, of it has to do with very, very shabby repair work.
6: Absolutely, because they were putting tarmac into a pothole recently near us and it was actually nearly coming out as quick as they were putting it in. And then there was a bump in the road where the pothole was. And now it's half gone again. Yeah, well, you but know your, your tires are
1: bursting. it's a lot to do with that. the utility providers. They're digging up the road and they make these trenches and channels yeah. and it's never the same after, you know, it really isn't. But well, anyway,
6: exactly, Neil. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't have an issue paying road tax if I was driving on good roads. But I'd love, I'd really love someone to come out and explain where all the money from
1: road tax goes to. All right. Thanks for that. Let me know how you get on with that fine. Thanks, Karen. Just a quick one. Please, please give a massive thank you to Ruth and Aideen from the Radisson Blue Hotel in Little Island for the wonderful night they put on for the Irish Hotel Federation annual dinner dance last night. A great night uh, for all the hospitality and tourism industry to get together. And a special shout out to Ruth for looking after everything so well. And that's from Tanya who emailed me just to say thank you. To all at the Radisson Blue Hotel in Little Island. Okay, make sure you're texting uh, who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. It's a free food Friday today. Someone's going to win lunch for 15 or 20 of you, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park.
0: Text the Neil Brenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Free
1: Food Friday. We'll do the shout-outs in about five minutes' time. The first bunch of them, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri. Of a lot of people listening all over the world. Interesting email from Tim who is uh, over in Canada, in Calgary. He says just thought about uh, who to support at the World Cup. We were chatting about this earlier on, the Ladbroke survey says that uh, football fans in Ireland will be shouting for England first, Wales after that and so on, then you get Spain and and things like that. Uh, Just about who to support. I'm out here in Calgary, Alberta Canada at the moment and I think that we should all, as Irish people, get behind the Canadian football team at the World Cup. They haven't qualified since 1986 and the buzz and excitement in the soccer community is huge here at the moment. Even though Canada is a proud hockey nation, the whole country is acknowledging the achievements of the Canadian team. Like ourselves in Ireland, in every tournament they are underdogs to make it even out of the group. They have a small domestic league like we do in Ireland as well uh, and there's a lot of similarities with Canada. They have good players, Uh, like Alfonso Davies, who plays for Bayern Music and and Bayern Munich and other players playing in the top European clubs as well. They probably won't go too far, but it's great to see them there. Alright, so well said on that. Maybe we should think of the Canadian uh, football team. And then he goes on to say, one more thing, I must say, the council uh, not having an event to kick off Christmas by turning on the lights in Cork is disgraceful. They dropped the ball, pure and simple, and coming out with all these nonsense excuses about COVID and huge crowd numbers makes them look even more incompetent. I have nieces and nephews who are asking us about this year. They love to go in to see the lights turned on and now they have been disappointed by council and disappointed the whole city. No excuse for this. I don't have the answer to any. I don't have to answer to anybody. We shouldn't let the score. We shouldn't let the score and follow up. And sorry, that makes no sense. But I know what you're saying. You're you're as annoyed as everybody else about the fact that we can't have. uh, It's too late now because they were switched on last night. So regards to you in Calgary, in Alberta. I say people all over the world. Um, John McNamara's in Saudi Arabia joins me by phone. John, good morning. Uh, Good afternoon. By WhatsApp uh, from Saudi Saudi Arabia.
7: Yeah, uh, and at 30 degrees centigrade, very nice temperature this time of the year. So what's, so, the, what's, the, daytime, in, to,
1: what's the daytime high then when they'll be playing uh, the World Cup games? Yeah, well, the,
7: at the moment it's the peak temperature of the day, we're about 30 degrees centigrade. And humidity? Um, in the shade and at night. Yeah, I uh, can't put numbers on it because there's a big delta, a big difference between uh, Riyadh, where I am at the moment, and Qatar, which is uh, in the Gulf, so it'll be fairly humid. In the evening time, although at this time I was in the Gulf area last weekend and the temperatures, are, are the, the humidity are kind of uh, leveled out a bit and it's quite comfortable. The temperature is actually very, very comfortable in the evening time.
1: OK, and it is, that when the, the is yeah. that when the games will be played?
7: Yeah, I'm not a massive follower of the sport. i have just being obviously going to follow Saudi because uh, everybody in the country here is getting mad behind uh, the, uh, the, team, the national yeah. team yeah. yeah yeah and um although ireland uh gave them a run for the money in uh, the world cup i think it was japan korea um and that yeah so the sport here in football everyone's passionate about football in the gulf okay. and in the gulf countries and it's really good because uh, sport is reaching out at all levels to all people and it's a great leveler i even made a thing it, it mentioned in my whatsapp what's what's interesting about it is that uh, we should be very proud of the how the gaa works at home and sport works so we take all the politics of it. Uh, the likes of FIFA out of it sport is a great thing and uh, it's a great yeah, I, uh,
1: yeah but not Qatar though many people are saying very critical of their um, human yeah, rights
7: views no, I again, um, yeah although cast your mind back I'm of an older age 1993 uh, when Ireland played uh, Spain Hungary and Northern Ireland to qualify for sorry to, for the 1990 World Cup um, we had laws that were only repealed in 1993 my experience and I've only visited uh, Qatar twice um, it's a very hospitable country, The people are very very friendly they're very family orientated yeah. and they're very positive people and I don't think, my own experience I'd be very slow to judge a nation uh, on the rules that are on the statute book because uh, I, I think we need to look closer to home sometimes before we start judging other countries. Remember, 1993 is not that long ago in Ireland. Uh, you're, you're
1: talking about you the decriminalisation so of homosexuality, r- right to divorce, correct, yeah. and all the different laws that we've yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you were but talking, at least least we, you were touching. We did.
7: Touching it, though. We did. But I think we should, on the other thing, we should support countries who are all on the right journey um, uh, towards opening up and liberalising and helping people and helping sport. It's very easy to, mm. my experience is it, uh, I'd be very slow to pick on the negative side of things. I think sport is really good um, and I've seen how sport has worked here across the sexes, across everybody to bring people together. Um, and that's a very positive yeah, thing, you know. Six and a half thousand people um,
1: died building the stadiums and the hotels and the hospitality buildings. Everything. Mm-hmm. Six and a half thousand people so, died on the site. It's very, it's
7: very, it's very, very funny. Uh, uh, I previously, in a previous career, a while back, worked for the United Nations, and there's the first victim of any war or any is actually the truth. I actually would refute and reject those figures unless I knew where they come from. Because my own experience working in the Gulf is that uh, quality and safety in work on site is as good as in Europe. Uh, I, I don't deny there's probably
1: issues going on. I'm sure there is. And I Do you I think the figure's exactly inaccurate, know. but you accept that there is a, a, a shocking, appalling figure? But I it might accept that.
7: No, I I think the figure is is spurious, and I think it's very easy to point f- f- uh, uh, to pick on the negative. Unless I would know, unless I witnessed something right. myself, I'd be very very slow to comment on. I think we do very 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 careful. Okay. Um, uh, I sported, but again, I um, <laughs> the original cause of my call, Neil, wasn't about oh okay. About we, the work get, up. we get the to that because you said <laughs> cause you you
1: say I engage in lazy, unbalanced um, journalism. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Um, because look, the from bypass is all you're paying for for the in, in the two euro or two euro ten. Um, I dare say maybe your, uh, your reporting might be a little bit more informed if the Jack Lynch tunnel was told because people in Dublin who are commuting and going to work are going to be uh, particularly hard done by. Um, and we also... They pay to go through their my tunnel, main tunnel, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. there's a bit more than that as well. I mean, uh, many long sections of road in France are paid for in their entirety by a private company. Many of our roads small sections are paid for by private companies but the, the vast majority of the roads are paid there, absolutely but many of them are paid by the irish taxpayer yeah. and the eu okay and you, it's very important that you compare like with like if i visit switzerland i have to pay the road tax for the year if i visit um if i visit uh uh for example if you visit uh, austria you have to pay uh a portion of the road tax. You know, you can do it on a, a weekly, monthly basis, whatever, to drive and use their roads. So it's horses for courses. And fundamentally, I'm of the opinion that Irish road users are particularly hard done by in tax, be it on their fuel, be it on the vehicle registration taxes. So it, there's every opportunity. Is
1: it, yes, a ca- sorry. is it a case then that some countries that don't have road tax have higher tolls because of that, is it? Broadly speaking, like somebody said to me that the French don't pay road tax, for instance.
7: No, and no, they don't. And now the the British road tax is fundamentally done differently to Irish road tax, even though there's only, you people know coming from the likes of Cork, that you pay for the Severn Crossing and you pay for the Birmingham, there's a, a, a bypass. with The vast majority of the motorways right. and road network in, in, in the United Kingdom are free
1: so and are, are paid are, are for by the, the tax Okay, But are you of the opinion that in Ireland that we shouldn't be paying tolls or that because um, I think when you compare it to Europe, 420 from Cork to Dublin City is a lot less than 47.58 to go from Paris to Calais. But
7: how is it a lot less? And let me tell you, this is why my very point. How much were Irish taxpayers paying? how much were Irish pay- taxpayers paying during the construction? The, our taxpayer to our general taxation, to our VAT, and to our various different costs. Con- con- Contributed to the construction of those true, roads. True. how it's the very fact that you want to in the single, uh, <laughs> in the, the, the physical thing on your journey, uh, pay for it? And I, again, I would spare a thought for commuters in uh, Dublin uh, on the M50 and uh, on the port um, crossing the East Link having to pay every day, significant okay. amount for crossing So the point, crossing your point you're making and, uh, is that the way, in
1: the case of France, say the 4758, that's a 100% yeah. privately owned road. Ireland, yeah. the Cork-Dublin road is let's say 50% owned by the taxpayer anyway.
7: And your piece, Neil, on the M50 was very, very excellent uh, on the way that, uh, I choose my words very carefully, very angry because the vast majority of that road was paid for by the Irish taxpayer and it's just the the bridge at the M50 uh, at, 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 at Blanchestown is the is getting the, the money and it's very limited what that money is used for but yeah so I think we have to compare like with like and Irish road users are pay, paid pay enough in the way of uh, vehicle registration taxes and uh, and tax road tax on their car.
1: Maybe if maybe if road tax was abolished, people might be okay with a couple of cent extra on the liter of petrol or diesel. Would you think some countries do that?
7: I would. Abso- I would absolutely agree because okay. it, it also plays into the this concept of the polluter pays. Uh, for example, retired people who drive very small amount of driving, correct? maybe ten thousand kilometers a year, or a salesperson on the road doing eighty thousand kilometers a year, pay the same road tax. Um, and I think you have to, it has to, it has to be fair. polluter okay. pays. Okay. But again, do, do, I would leave it. I would agree with the word gouging because I would feel if they did that, they, our government would use it as an opportunity to dip deeper into our um, pockets. Yeah. And, and just, just quickly, finally, before I finish, I would, uh, I, that call from Canada was excellent. And it's funny how all the expats in all the countries are living up in, we tend to gravitate support the, Teams for the country we're living in. So uh, Saudi's a tough group with Argentina, <laughs> Mexico, and Poland. Uh, so and and the, there is a common. We are good to find the common ground. Right. Uh, okay. The core of their flag is green, <laughs> and uh, uh, so so, look, so I think you're. You, I think you'll have, you'll have all. Uh, Tim will be 32 shouting for
1: by the, and you will be shouting for Saudi and enjoy it. It starts. And you'll weekend. have the
7: 32 nations by the end of the day, Neil. All
1: right, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I will by midday okay. today. Take care of yourself, John yeah. Mack. Namara and Saudi. Thank okay, you. Okay. Free Stop, Food Friday, guys. Your opportunity to scoop lunch for 15 to 20 of you, courtesy of yourselves. And Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So, shout-outs. Good morning to everybody listening at Velvet Hair Design Torrey Top Road and Balafihan. To all the staff at Bebas Hair Salon and Hawks Road. To LaRa National School. Morning to Katie. To Donsworth Office Supplies. The amazing bunch that work there. John, Brina, Vera, Dorata, uh, all working in the office there. Absolute Property Group. Would love feeding this lunchtime. Morning to Bob Carson and all of the staff to the clean room at Watson, Marlow and Blackpool, to GRP roofing supplies to Road, Ross Oils and Fernand Scrappy and everybody at Cork Metal in Dublin Hill are starving as usual Striker on the Model Farm Road would love feeding Apple and Holly Hill are listening Joanne in Nurse on Call, Patrick Street and all of the girls in the office Donovan Auto Services in Upper Glenmire Boots on Half Moon Street are always listening, Irish Removers in Bishopstown uh, Morning to you all, the Passport Office would love lunch, it's been a busy year for them this year, McMahon Trust Plantin from Moy. Morning to Sarah J. To Union Hall. Smoked fish. Uh, pet Shop, the Pet Shop on the Kinsale Road. Pre-med fabrication powdered off. Classic windows in Columny. Cork Chamber of Commerce would love some feeding today after a busy week. Topman Barbers in Ballancolleg. West Cork Model Village in Clonakilty. Northside Tires in the Mallow Road. Uh, Conneen Premier Locksmiths at Mahan Point Shopping Centre. And we'll do the next bunch of shoutouts in about a half an hour's time. So text who you are and where you are. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 104 Cork's Red F. And do keep your text coming. Interestingly, a fun fact for a Friday. Who sent me that one again? It's a funny one. He says... Uh, I can't find it now. It's comparing the size of... There's too many texts coming in for me to follow the screen. Oh, yeah. Fun fact for a Friday morning. Qatar is one and a half times the size of the county of Cork. We might just hold a World Cup yet. Well, when you compare like with like, we might... But how would we ever pay for it? Imagine that having to build all those stadiums. But I suppose where there's a will, there's a way. Meanwhile, with regards to the World Cup that starts on Sunday, uh, Peter Roberts is with Cork Rebels Football Club, which is a gay football club, isn't that right, Peter?
8: Uh, it's um, well, it's for the LGBT plus community okay. and and allies as well. So I mean, Cork <laughs> uh, Corp Cup, and yeah, anybody is, is is welcome to join us. But it is for the, for the community
1: ok and your thoughts on Qatar now and the World Cup uh, I think you were talking to the lad saying you don't know whether you can even manage to watch it considering you'd be conflicted because of Qatar's uh, human rights and, and gay, ro- gay laws
6: yeah it is
8: like it's, in a way it's and, uh, a club like also maybe um <clears throat> and of course I an, myself it's an emotional one as well because the World Cup it's no, possibly the one of the biggest sporting events in the world you know it should be celebrated, and normally you wouldn't think <laughs> we wouldn't be twice about watching it, but you know unfortunately too, you can't talk about the World Cup without the issue of the you know the human rights violations and in particular for our community and how we would be pleased if we you'd be thrown in if, jail if we exactly yes, yeah. so mm-hmm. it goes against everything that our club and and we stand for yeah,
1: yeah I mean. That simple as that does anybody know how, how different countries and players are going to um, you know when they're playing the match or they're going to wear many particular armbands you know take the knee wear rainbow colours do you know of any of that it's, it's uh, again it's
8: a case by case now every player is going to have their own talk on it Um well, at the same time, you know, if players want, you know, we can't blame can't play players for going to the World Cup. I mean, you know, as a football player, the World Cup is something that many have probably been playing for their whole lives. You know, it is a... Oh, and I know,
1: I know that, and they're event. saying that the yes, politics probably. and the rules of the country need to be kept out of sport. I understand that, but I'm, I'm wondering, will there be any protests from teams or countries participating or, or gay players...
8: I think I know some of the captains are planning on wearing armbands. Some aren't. Again, gotcha. individual. Yeah. I know some. There's a couple of airlines are flying their teams in on, I suppose, inclusivity planes. Essentially, so you know, there. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's really so it important that base that for inclusivity. You know, and that people should be allowed to be, you know, be themselves. So you know, it should be, you know, i essentially you know highlight on it. Players and want to, you know, yeah. want to do that. Then, you know, absolutely. But well, it is a, you know, an individual, um, you know, an individual choice.
1: Eventually. Okay, Peter made an interesting point there from Saudi Arabia, saying that we don't have to look much further than Ireland because it's uh, what it's not even thirty years since we decriminalized um, uh, as, as it was at the time homosexual acts between two men. That's not all that long ago.
8: Absolutely, and it's. I mean, there's no, there's no, maybe there's no. Country in the world that's, you know, one hundred percent, you know, every country has different stages of you know rights. But for uh, you know our community, I like, think maybe Ireland's a bit more ahead than than most uh, in terms of my referendum and so on and so Correct. forth. Yeah. So there's different there's different stages, um, but you know, unfortunately, from from you know that uh, is you know, I you would be thrown in thrown in jail. So you know, but. I don't mean, no, you can't. Only, I think there's only a very small percentage countries that would say, you know, they are living a pure, essentially, democracy. You know, no country is, is mm. perfect, but there uh, are countries mm. that have a better track
1: record on human rights than, you know, than others, essentially. Mm. Maybe, maybe they'll catch up, maybe yeah. in time. You would. So, will you watch I it? So, yeah.
8: I. I. It's. Again it is it is a tough one and even as I talk about normally for an event like this at the football we wouldn't hesitate about organizing you know to go to a group and watch yeah. a match. Yeah. And you know, again and as well it is you know, um, unfortunately when you know, there's always the the issue of, of the life events you TV in in the country and it's can kinda of hanging over so It is you know, hanging over, but you so you is, won't uh, be
1: organizing yeah. a group get together to watch any particular matches with Teammates,
8: as 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 a club, um, no, now if people there's people in the club who will, you know, and that's the individual, no, people might go a group to watch us, you know, and that's you know, absolutely, and that is, you know, yeah, that I mean, but you know, normally as a club, you know, where we're on the pitch, we do have a social aspect as well, yeah, and you know, we'd, you know, going to watch both football match is a part of it, so you know, and we normally, you know, we're putting on, you know, social media that we're, you know. But you know, I at the club, it we it wouldn't be organising social
1: events because it's uh, Qatar and well, the way they behave, is it? Is it? Yes. Okay. Oh.
8: Like it's
1: goes against everything that are. Yeah. That no. I mean, that's, bands that's, bands thank or, you. It's it. a question you answered. And I'm obliged yeah. to you. Okay. Thanks for that, Peter. Take care of yourself. For regards to every with Cork Rebels Football Club. Matt Cooper had a very interesting column actually in the mail during the week. He was saying the reason it was moved uh, to this time of the year is the Qatar would have been too hot in the summer for both players and fans. As it happens, it will still be too hot even now. He says the eight stadiums will be air-conditioned, but think of the global warming effect on the electricity required to power that. And he says, what happens to the stadiums when the World Cup is over? Talk about redundancy. Uh, despite the vast amounts of money pumped into the construction of them. Yeah, I saw that in Greece, actually. I remember going once years and years ago, three or four years after the Olympics were over in Greece. And I remember taking a tram out to the Olympic village where all the stadiums were. And believe me when I tell you, there were weeds growing on the path. There was weeds growing on the road, growing on the road. Everything out there, it had its own tram stop that nobody got off at anymore. It was completely and utterly abandoned. He goes on then to say that Qatar, a tiny country with no traditional soccer or any ability in it either, as in they're not known for it and they can't play it, I suppose. Uh, And FIFA, a deeply corrupted entity. Uh, There's plenty of evidence, he says, of the payment to selected officials to secure the event and to secure it improperly. He actually says there are even suggestions of French pressure on delegates, the French delegates, to vote for Qatar in return for Qatar paying tens of billions of euros for French manufactured war aircraft. He says they built eight stadiums to host the event and didn't have its own labor, so they imported workers. That might seem fine, but the treatment of those workers has been appalling with estimates of 6,000 people dying on building sites because of accidents and illness brought about by the dreadful working and living conditions. Uh, the Qataris deny this, but he says it's best to ignore their denials. Many of the remaining workers have been treated no better than slaves, working 16 hours a day in intense heat, without often without proper food or water. They've been left to live in 10 to a room, according to reliable reports, and there's other human rights abuses as well highlighted, especially to the LGBTQ plus members of the human race. Uh, gay people are to, uh, to- are tolerated for the duration of the tournament, Qatar has said, but only tolerated, as in day of safety that they won't be uh, arrested. Um, anyway, he goes on then to say, so it could be argued that the World Cups have been held in the wrong places many times. Um, we remember Argentina in 1978, at a time when its ruling military junta was killing its own people. So, just as a couple of paragraphs from a powerful a column from Matt Cooper in the in the Mail there recently, and then there was the Danish TV company um, being harassed by police as they tried to film a piece. They were at a roundabout in Doha, and one of the men threatens to break the camera. Despite the fact that the journalist has a, had a permit to film anywhere, there's a little bit of audio of this. So this is just a TV crew trying to do their job.
7: Yeah, we are live on Danish television Mr, uh, you invited the whole world to the you you invited the whole world to come here. Why can't we film? It's a public place. This is the uh, accreditation. Okay. We can film anywhere we want. Okay. there are only of course for the Qatar. Qatar, the Qatar No no no, we don't need can permit. No yeah, no but, but, but but, it, but you can break the camera you want yeah, to break yeah, the, cam- okay, yeah, break the you, camera you, okay you break the camera you, okay you the camera yes. you so you're threatening us by, 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 by smashing the camera
1: I have live Slept on there. Danish television live um, it, the latest update now on this and you heard something there in the 10 o'clock news with Lana is the ban of beer being sold in the stadiums uh, for the World Cup. Apparently, it's being said that much of this decision has been made because the Qatari royal family wanted a total stadium ban on alcohol. So it's left FIFA in a kind of a precarious position uh, ahead of the Sunday opener, trying to sort it out. Uh, by And, well, very, you know, the sale of alcohol is prohibited in Qatar, um, except in Doha hotels. You can get alcohol in the hotels. But I read an article in the Financial Times a couple of weeks ago that said that there is one... Shop apparently somewhere, right? One licensed bottle shop somewhere out in the desert away from the city. And expats can go out there, and if they have the right permits and licenses, they can get alcohol and they can take it back to their houses or they can, you know, whatever the case. But apparently, the article said that you would never be out there where you wouldn't see people from Qatar themselves stopping the cars, asking them people to buy alcohol for them. So it's rather hypocritical when you think of it. Anyway, I mean, I I hope it isn't coming across as overly negative towards the World Cup, really, or Qatar, just reporting on the story.
2: But you can't, like, you can't ignore the enormous elephant in the room of the fact that there are huge numbers of people have been you know, killed yeah. during the construction of the stadiums. There is wonders. You know, big questions around how the, the World Cup was initially awarded. There is journalists. Well,
1: we know, we know that we're backhanders, don't
2: we? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's, and, and there has been massive investigations. Okay. Sepp Blatter is gone. Infantino is the latest. I mean, Infantino had the had, had the gall to step up in the world a couple of days ago and ask for a ceasefire between Ukraine and Russia for the duration of the World Cup. Right, so it's that's like that's right. if he could just put down the weapons for the for the couple of days, lads and then after the World Cup final
1: you know we had this idea Mind of President they did Putin they in World War I on Christmas Day yeah but that, that was a soldiers led thing themselves okay. so we were, we yeah. were, I mean I, what, I, yeah. what happened to Tony O'Donoghue Corpio reporting something because Tony's out there for RT isn't
2: he yeah he's out there um, and he was told he was interrupted by police trying to film a piece to camera um, and again like the broadcaster put the incident down to bad or bad communication but like you know the, earlier we, we had the piece there with Rasmus Tantol from TV2 in De- Denmark So there's a bit of a a string of, like, you know. He was
1: interrupted by police while trying to film a piece to camera.
2: Yeah and so was our... did they say what that interruption was about uh, no that was, they, they, they there wasn't a huge amount about what happened to tony but the, it it was it was uh, he was speaking uh, during the coverage of Ireland and uh, Norway last night like
1: i don't know why the qatari's don't get it like they're going to have media there and they're going to have cameras
2: and they're going to have questions like people are going to have questions about what's going on in the country and fifa ultimately fifa's reasoning behind this world cup is that well we're shining a spotlight on this by bringing these competitions here it's, yeah. you know it's putting the world spotlight on these but then, when you actually go Pull to the country and you try to ask yeah. those questions, then you're basically shut down. I mean, yeah, and then even you saw there the piece with Hugo Lloris; he's refusing to JSG. wear the the anti discrimination oh, yeah. armband. But then, you know, you 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 just mentioned there earlier the deal between the French and the Qataris for for private jets going back. Sarkozy involved, Air Force jets, yeah. yeah. Sarkozy involved in the PSG. Qataris taking over PSG, which is the biggest one of the biggest teams in France. And Macron telling people to focus on the football. It's yeah. it's sport. Washing at it's very finest so I mean will will I be watching the World Cup yeah I will will I enjoy the games yes but you have to be conscious of what's going on and why the World Cup has been awarded there and speaking to to John speaking of John who's in Saudi Arabia they're now going to be launching a bid for the 2030 World Cup so watch this space. Money talks, All
1: right, thanks for that Uh, other topics this morning, thanks Kevin electric cars, electric cars are taxed in Ireland 123 euro per year there's already motor tax Neil on electric vehicles thank you for that, I actually did not know that, I'll hold my hands up and I thought if you're an electric vehicle and you had no carbon emissions you paid no road tax, I bought a hybrid Tucson and the yearly tax is more than the diesel I traded in, work that out says Mike and then lots of people saying would you please pass this on to Neil, it's 14.40 to go from Cork to Dublin airport on the tolls I don't know where he got his 4 euro from? what well, I got the four euro from going from Cork to Dublin, not Cork to Dublin Airport, but I take on board what you're saying. When you talk about France and toll prices, you forget to tell the full truth. There is no road tax in France. Norway pays 40 euro a year to cover all tolls, says Desi. Uh, There's no such thing as road tax. It's motor tax. It's a tax for having a car. It's not a tax to build roads. And the French part of the tax on petrol and diesel is how they pay their road tax. They pay it by an extra couple of cent, I suppose, being lopped on to the price of a litre. Then from other stories, in fairness, if you're relying on Cork City Council to lift your moods and spirits, then I'm sorry to say you are beyond help. That's with regards to no family fun evening to turn the lights on. Uh, There's electricians dragging their backsides out of it for the last month setting up the lights lights through the night on double bubble. That's why the lights are costing so much. Um, And thank you for those texts. Keep them coming. Uh, The woman involved in the hit and run where the 13-year-old boy Probably only came forward as she feared ultimately being caught. What kind of a person would drive away from such carnage? Uh, she has to live with herself and the consequences of it. And John says, finally, glad to hear that lady came forward and now is doing the right thing. Um, glad to hear Jack is on the mend. My two daughters, Amy and Rachel, witnessed the hit and run on Blarney Road and ran home to get me. Uh, and we went to see and make sure that he was okay. I was really shocked to see on, on television a month later and to see his injuries. We rang the guardie, stayed with him until his family members arrived. I hope Jack is safe and has a speedy recovery.
0: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818
1: Red FM. More on matters related to and Drusheen a little later on this morning with fun from the English market. But you're going to love this piece of audio. You might recall me telling you about uh, Sheila, uh, who was, um, what's her surname, guys? Sheila Regan, that's right. Sheila Regan, born in Farron in 1922. She's now living in Upper Glanmire, at least near Upper Glanmire. Uh, but she recently celebrated her big birthday, 100 years of age, and there were some lovely photographs in the papers at the time. We thought it would be a good idea if Seamus went out and caught up with her and had a chat with the mother of seven to discover her secrets to a happy life. I think this is absolutely beautiful. She's just a great woman and a great philosophy, and she's uh, she's a lot of fun as well. This is Sheila. Happy birthday to you. If they had to
9: go through what we went through, they would last a week Can We did. not because they were going, oh no, I'm bored. And all they have to do is put their thumb up in the tea and press it and to do the work. I just have to bring in the back there among the mommy, put it up in two chairs, get me back, keep the kettle up in the home, mm-hmm. yeah, keep the water hot, yeah. and I mean, washing mm-hmm. board,
5: do you on them? No, you no. had the washing board where it's, you, you it, scrubs scrub up mill. Yeah, and then you put it through the mangle, and just you, wring it, it, it out? you had
9: one, I had no mangle. I had a line across there, and another one across there, and I'd hang him up. I want to heat it the hold the door, and another one over the fireplace. We no fireplace, I not just the on what. Yeah. And I would a, a bit of twine one side to the other night. I have all the
5: stuff within the smart things there. We have to walk the edge, you know. You never got sick from the dampness because if no, you're grown no, drying no. dry and no. wet clothes we're, and we uh, were quite used to it, you see, we were reared up with we were walked since our shoes cast bought we did not have the
9: empty laces. We were all walking. We would not in front to watch television, we all told the cocktail. We had to out. get out. And we had no houses or rashes for our breakfast in the morning either. What would you have for breakfast? Well we mostly need so principles by day and I remember when the, the father was alive, there'd be so many around the table and they have so many eggs and he half days and give half of one children. So you're talking about what you have and you haven't this and you haven't that.
5: You have to work. And when you were in school, how many teachers were there, or how many were in the class? Well, no, well, in school, board, there was only two
9: teachers, Massive, Mandy, and then um, Pio, I say.
5: Mm. And they'd have to teach how many people? There Jesus be were over a hundred, and we're complaining then about thirty kids in the class. Yeah. But did you learn anything while you were in school? Oh, not much. Because we were drunk, we were
9: dressed. We, we would know the answer, which would be very really safe. Because if we didn't know took it, we two slept. I have, got four slept. Two in the head, two in the head. No wonder they're like, yeah, You can't open your to you know. We told them to sit around and find the gas. So school was tough, was it? It was. Of that. You
5: probably couldn't wait to get out of school then, did you? Oh, Jesus. School was like prison. Worse than prison. Was it? Oh, there's no time.
9: And there's uh, worse them back. I don't think they'd like that. They're wrong. They'll do what they like. They're, they're teachers and, 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 and the priests.
5: And yet you're still very religious. Oh, I send me prayers and I. Jesus, he's gone. He's for your confession tomorrow, is he? Confession. Oh, a few lies <laughs> <laughs> and were you always working on the farm and I, w- I was walking
9: inside and outside digging potatoes breaking sticks you name it I was tinning oh, um, nine years of age turnips mangles, bees
5: and picking
9: spoons and picking stones
5: you went into, I suppose, domestic service then, was it? Oh, yeah. Was that because your parents thought it was a kind of a cleaner job for you and oh, easier yeah. to do? Yeah.
9: Easier job. But less pay? Yeah.
5: But you seem to have got on very
9: well with it. I did. I it. Talk to you day by day. You can sit and oh. to the of the of school for tomorrow.
5: Your fascination with Bertie O'Hearn, when did that start? Bertie? Yeah. I don't know, I, I always liked Bertie. Because you know, I never hung enough of his was around. Did you even stick by him through his, his bad yeah. times when he was in mm. got, got himself in a bit of bother? Yeah, I was always a Fianna woman. And mother and father before me. And what do you make about the current crop of Fianna Falders?
9: Both, you know, you don't know what to say about him. No, I'm sure they're all the same. I
5: you. You got the letter from himself there last week, was it? I did, in the morning. The shake. And the small man. How were the celebrations?
9: Are they still going? Or? Oh, they're still coming and going. Yeah. Two now. Well, they're for, for, that, that, that And I believe that. I'm going to do this morning. Sitting down there talking. Yeah. I'll go. But when you were minding them? Yeah. Now people were would the heads on the head. The pig's head. Boiling them. And the cabbage in the dorms.
5: Do you ever eat a pig's head? I didn't but I remember my grandmother the crew beans and she'd yeah, she'd yeah. be boiling them for hours. Yeah see, it is, that's, see, that was good grove that time. And was that what you were living off all those years growing up the yeah. pig's yeah. Tr- pigs trotters? And yeah. Well I never eat pig's trotters. I did eat pig's
9: head and bacon and meat beer. <laughs> the good food. So I done that in the only business class, busy this and busy that. And we're potatoes and cabbage. We well, they not have any food. They have very good food. And did you grow all those yourself then? Yeah. Over them bacon. With and we strike over across the... and dig a Remove mop them, wash them, put them into the boot get the b- the hand in the bush and wrestle them around and put them into in the saucepan. Two saucepans, I have. one for the meat and the cabbage and the other one for the buns. And you cook the meat and cabbage together? Yeah, there you are no. They were good old times. They were tough, but they were happy. Yeah, we were happy. You could go there and you could put your ass up against the ditch. And you could be talking for a half an hour, and we talk and laugh. That's all, God. Do you think people don't talk to each other anymore? That they talk. At at all, the art of cows always seen the, the salute, you. Someone. Have you ever travelled anywhere over the years, or was um, it all? As far as I went, was England by the plane. Oh, no, no, didn't from below. And would you not go by plane? Quicker? No, I had the price of it. I went mean, for all the inns, wedding, the dancers, wedding, and yeah. there now. And what did you make in London? I mean, went between people were very distant, not different, all because of the here. I only stayed for, for four days, four or five days.
5: Yeah. I I heard you were a fierce woman for the dancing as well. Oh, I was not dancing. I was going dancing twice a week. And
9: where would you go? Oh to the land. And I went to the, the old River And I was got to uh, Otum Pelfond. Oh great old
5: Did I hear a story that you actually moved away from here to be closer to the dance hall and uh, to get work? I did, I went to the old farm. That's why I picked up me then what would the dance halls be like back then or the oh they were the grand dancing the Kelly dancing Who step in the band dancing CJ and the set and who? what sort of bands would be playing then or
9: they wouldn't I don't think there would be bands they
5: would be if they
9: to play a and if I were the drums so I would be there that's like the wedding show. Sure have left that seat no. that, now. Only long opened up one another. That had, I'd have to keep people closed.
5: <laughs> and like when the Kayleys kind of petered out and then you had the whole show band era, uh, did you did you go to the show bands and things I didn't, like that? No. No, they weren't in in the motoring, weren't they? Weren't, they, weren't, they weren't Which would have been the 60s and 70s, wouldn't it? The show band era? The show band. Who would it be? Yeah, Joe Mack no. and the Dixies. No, and no, I never wanted him. I went down to
9: Rivers and then to shoot beyond the Rivers Yeah. I danced there. And I went know there, uh, out in the band. There was a dance down the side of the road. It was great. I would be biking off the
5: road. And would the local priest be there trying to keep you in Paris?
9: we got rid of him. <laughs>
5: <laughs> How would you get rid of him? Uh, How would you get rid of him? Of Jordan.
9: Oh, gosh. There were good times, though. There were great times. To fund altogether, though But you have to go with the times you're You do.
5: You, too. you too. Looking back on the last hundred years, is there <laughs> anything you'd do differently? What would you say to a, a younger version of yourself? Take things easy.
9: Relax. It's all go, go now. To relax and take every day as a cook. Enjoy life for you're young. Because all these creeps are very quick.
5: And what's the, what's
9: your secret to long life? Hard work and with hunger. All I want now is a fire, a good eat, and a good bed to learn. And, and you're a happy out? Happy. And once I never broke one leg in the morning, and am going to the other leg after it.
1: I'll come up and have me breakfast and say, oh, the old television. Happy as lar. Well on the old television, happy as lar. Isn't she a tonic for the truth? She's a breath of fresh air, reminiscing on her long, long life. Sheila, Sheila O'Regan um, up in Upper Glanmire, who recently turned 100. I just love it. She's just got one liner after one liner after one liner. She says, confession, how are you? I'll make up a few old lies. I mean, I'd say there'd be few enough sins now that a woman like uh, uh, Sheila at 100 would have to tell. Maybe never, ever had any because she sounds like a wonderful, wonderful woman. So happy birthday. We were chatting with her afterwards because she got uh, a cheque for 2,540 euro uh, from President Michael D. Higgins um, on the occasion of her 100th birthday. And Seamus was asking her what she was going to spend the 2,540 euro on. And she said she was going to spend it on coal for the winter because she loves the fire so you can look at that either way but it's certainly um, an indictment of the times that we live in now but having said that she loves a good fire what did she say the fire to sit down with a bite to eat and a good bed to lie in Wonderful stuff indeed.
0: 104 to 106 Red FM. This is the Neil
1: Friandeville Show. Okay, I want to have two blasts of this today as we come to the end of the second week of our five-star giveaway. Um, And I'll say nothing about it for now, but on Monday, I probably will start to um, up the ante on this, possibly tell you who the correct guesses are. Many people who are listening very closely probably know at this stage the three voices that have been guessed correctly, but two have not, all right? So for everyone that's guest for the first time, there's a 100 euro voucher to be won from Soundstore, who recently opened their new electrical superstore at Market Green Retail Park in Middleton. Loads of parking uh, right outside the superstore. So these are the five voices. Phone lines are open now. 0818104106. Get all five right in the correct order. I will give you 10,000 euro cash that you can spend on anything you want. Apart from the fixtures and fittings, put anything on display at Soundstore Middleton. Have a listen. I love corks. Red FM. That's what they say. When you stitch the five voices together, they say, I love corks. Red FM. So three voices have been correctly guessed. The other two remain aloof. So get dialing on that. 0818104106. I love corks. Right. FM. Phone lines are open. We may do maybe five now and then five before quitting time. See how we get on. So it's a free food Friday. Rooster's Piri Piri. Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. What will you get? Well, as always, loads of food. It'll feed between 15 and 20 you, depending on how hungry the gang are. But it will consist of chicken wings, chicken skewers and beef skewers. And then a selection of mains. Chicken wraps, chicken pittas and beef burgers. And they've got the famous Piri Piri sauce and the Piri salted fries, rice and waffle fries and the mayo and the garlic mayo and everything that goes with it. And then you'll have some heck of an amount of cheesecake to feed all of you and you can put your own toppings on it. Lots of different topping selections. So that's courtesy of yourselves and roosters, So you have another opportunity now to text who you are and where you are to 086 and another bunch of shout outs to people listening at the endoscopy unit at CUH everybody at Honey Brown's Hair in- Balancholic, Mulrock Construction and Corraheen and the freezing cold hot food would be unreal PFH and Little Island are listening ECIJCB and Carrig all of the staff working hard to everybody at Dupuy, Johnson & Johnson Tusla at North Point Business Park are listening Dunn Stores and Carrigaline would love some feeding today, they're working nonstop. stop Laboratories in Watergrass Hill love the show, they got fed last Friday, could we make it two in a row <laughs> <laughs> all Star Car Sales at the airport. Uh, just got my car valeted. What is it, valeted or valeted? I can never make up my mind on that. But apparently they do an ace job there. Fantastic customer service. They deserve a shout out. Well done to all car All Star Car Sales Airport. East Business Park. Apparently a customer is very happy with you. Little Hands Childcare Redemption Road, Rockwell Engineering, Gate Childcare, the Dean Hotel, Caulfield Transport in Little Island, Desi's Tires and Vickers Road, Horgan's Garage in Kerry Pike, everybody at Barry Joyce Coals at the top of Fair Hill, uh, Cronin's Concrete Group in Coachford, AP Vaughan Recycling and Tower, Easy Living Interiors in Little Island. A few of them are feeling sick, feeling a little sick at the moment. And they'd love cheering up. Wow, well, that's sad to hear, heading into the weekend. The Immunisation Department in Mallow Primary Healthcare are listening. Morning to Durvla, St. Coleman's House in McCroom. And finally, Hepburn Professionals. They're all working in St. John's College. They worked there and they started at five this morning and they're famished. Especially Bronx. Apparently, you couldn't feed the man has one hefty appetite. So we'll do one more bunch of shout outs this side of uh, midday. Text who you are and where you are to 086 104 106.
0: The Neil Prendeville Show, gold winner for interactive speech program at the Imro Radio Awards 2022. Court Red FM. Red FM's best Christmas song ever.
7: Hey, it's Kira from
10: Red Breakfast, and my favourite Christmas song has to be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. It's just the ultimate Christmas song. When you hear it, you know Christmas is here, and I absolutely love it.
0: Stay listening to hear today's best Christmas song ever. On Cork's Red FM.
8: With best menswear. It could play anytime.
0: Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. All right.
1: Red FM. Happy Friday, one and all. Oh, listen, lads, do you want a Christmas song? Uh, it's Friday. We're heading into the weekend. Or is it still too early? What is it? The 18th of November. Do you want a Christmas song, lads? Text 086 yes or no. Text 086-8104-106. A Christmas song this side of midday. Or would I be taken out, hanged, drawn? And quartered were I to even suggest it. Never mind doing it. Text O eight six eight one oh four one oh six. I'll let you guys decide. But meanwhile, what I can do Neil's five-star giveaway.
8: With Sound Store, celebrating the opening of their new electrical superstore at Market Green Retail Park, Middleton. And I
1: hope to do this two times twice. Now and again, just before midday. So, Neil's five stars is worth 10,000 euro. You can spend it on one ever you want. In the kitchen, audio, visual, computers, laptops, whatever. Fabulous coffee machines in there. I have my eye on one of those robo-vacs. They sound like great fun. So, ten grand if you spend in sound store just get the five voices right in the correct order uh, we'll take five now and another five just before uh, midday today the second buttons in this are tiny anyway here we go uh, Christine and Corraheen, good morning hi need. okay have a listen to this you get to hear them again I <gasps> love cork all five in the correct order come on for the glory of Corrine <laughs>
9: Neil Horan Laura Whitmore Angela Lansbury Judy Dench and Nigella?
1: Which one? Like Lawson, maybe?
9: Nigella Lawson, yeah.
1: Same three are correct again. Those two oh other ones? God. No, I'm sorry, not today. Okay. Thanks, thanks. Francis. Take care. Aileesh, good morning and Carigaline. Morning. Have I an, have, have an co- ache for me. I love corks. Right. FM. So
8: I have
1: Brian Warfield Paul Meskel Laura Whitmore Angela Lansbury and Nighthorn mm, I love the uh, Wolf Tones guest, but unfortunately you know same three okay. are right every single time Thanks all the same Do keep Thanks. trying I don't know is it Anne Geary and Coraheen or Anna Geary Anne Geary you're, no, you're nothing to the uh, the famous Anna
9: No no
1: <laughs> You're not handy no. at or anything like that no
9: No never was Alright hang on they're
1: hockey maybe no
9: no, nothing. Uh,
1: guessing five <laughs> voices, maybe. I <gasps> love <of course>. hopefully. <laughs> that, man. All right, lay it on me.
6: Um, Phil Coulter, Deirdre Forge, Angela Lansbury, Laura Whitmore, and Niall Horan.
1: As in the Lord Mayor. Yes. <laughs> Same three are uh-huh. correct again, but thank you all the same. <laughs> okay, take thank care, Angieri and Corahine. Francis oh, uh, is in Balafihan. Francis, no, hang on a second. Uh, yeah, Francis, morning. Good morning. All evening. right, have a listen now. Uh, we pretty much know three of them at this stage without me even having yeah. to say it. Right? I, I love Corks. Right. FM. The other two: uh, Nell
6: Horan, Laura Whitmore, Angela Lansbury. Pierce Brosnan
1: and Jane Seymour. I might start giving some clues next week, you know, you know. But for now, I'm afraid you got the same three right. The other two. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. No, Take care, Francis. And finally, for now. Oh, I thought. Uh, hang on. Yeah, she should be there on line four. No, she's not. Unfortunately, I think I've dropped somebody there. My mistake. My apologies. Who did I miss out on there? Eileen Carigaline, was it? Okay, I think she might have moved. Uh... Oh, it's Helen and Toker. Helen, good morning. Okay, let me play them for you. You ready? Yeah. Have a look. I love Corks. Right. F.M. 10,000 euros. Spend it in Soundstore. Not a bother. Go ahead.
3: Nile Horan, Laura Whitmore, Ewan McGregor, Angela Lansbury and Myrtle Allen.
1: Unfortunately, two still wrong. But thanks all the same. Cheers, Helen. Take care. We'll do another five this side of midday. I promise you that. Those five voices. If it is one, you have to get them in the right order. If you mix them up and jumble them up, you won't win it. So they're going to have to be in the right order when all five are guests. All right? So we'll do it again just before midday. Meals five-star giveaway.
8: With Soundstore for everything electrical.
1: By text then on the tolls. You all, you can also pay your tolls before your journey, you know. Therefore, you don't get stung twice. Just a note about the M50 toll. I open an account and they just take it from your bank account anytime you drive through them. It takes away the problems of forgetting on the M50, says Pat. The tolled M8 around from Moi is better than a swimming pool for water retention. It's always been like that. So where is the toll money going? In France, road tax, Neil, is collected as a fuel tax. There is so many cent per litre paid. Therefore, the more you drive, the more you pay. It is certainly a fairer system, says Connie. I paid €14.40 for a return visit to Dublin Airport. Outrageous by fact that we also pay motor tax unlike the French. The French road and motor tax is included in the price of petrol and diesel and the same in Italy says Paddy. A lot of people are saying that well someone has to pay for all of the refugees in this country. As usual the Irish taxpayers foot the bills for everything says GP. Mm. Uh, I'll read your text out but I don't think it's a fair one. I drove from Cork to a funeral in Dundalk yesterday. I paid 18 euro in return tolls. I'm sure the motorists in France would love to pay the road tax and 4 euro for a when you see the rate being charged to travel from Paris to Calais, I did it once. The journey return would cost you 100 euro. The Brits are buttes. They go on one knee and give James McLean abuse, but they have no problem going to Qatar. You can't work it out, says Frick. And then there's one or two more. With regards to the Christmas lights, turning on the lights last night in the city, I think it's an absolute disgrace. I've been going to the turning on of the lights every year, and I have three young kids. To be honest, last year, I went to Killarney for the Christmas parade, which was head and shoulders ahead of the Cork event. We day tripped. I also plan on going again Saturday week, and I'd recommend all of your listeners to go to the Christmas parade and switch on in Killarney. Well, they can have it. But the city fathers and mothers, whatever the case may be, have said, no, you can't have it in Cork. Lots of talk about the persecution of people from the LGBTQ plus community on your program. Alas, Christians have been killed all over the world for their faith on a daily basis. And as usual, no one talks about it. Good morning. In Dubai, 20 years ago, all the four men, engineers, safety officers, contract managers were paid very well. But the normal workers from China and Asia were paid very little. Nothing has changed. How anyone in Ireland can support the English team after the trouble they caused in Lansdowne Road in 95 is beyond me. You remember the Lansdowne Road football riot occurred during the the, the friendly football match between the Republic of Ireland and England um, was it February nineteen ninety five? Anyway, textra says, For anyone thinking it's in the past, no, their fans have not changed one bit. They cause trouble in every country they go to. And just one or two more. In Qatar, they don't watch the Flintstones, but in Abu Dhabi, they do. That's another fun fact for a Friday. Uh, I'll be watching it. I'm sick of listening to all of the other communities. Um, if they don't like our rules... Then don't go there. Um, a number of times now you have compared Ireland's recent legal, pa- past legal views towards homosexuality in Qatar and their cultural views towards homosexuality. Male homosexual acts may have been illegal in Ireland, as you say, until 1993, but perhaps you can tell us all how many men were convicted of this one-time crime. Well, in fairness, Claire has done some fact-checking on that, and we have managed to find the statistics that you were looking for, Richie, or at least some of them. Um, between, If you want to go very far back to 1928 there were 86 prosecutions for homosexual offences in Ireland in 1928. Another example, in 1979, there were 44 prosecutions for homosexual acts uh, between the years 77, 78 and 79. All right, there are other stats for you. Between 1940 and 1978, on average, 13 men a year were jailed for homosexual acts. And between 1962 and 1972, There were 450 convictions. For the most part, sentences were non-custodial, although some were. But the vast majority of them, they were criminal offences, prosecuted in court. Men were found guilty of them. By and large, they got the Probation Act or a fine. Some did get custodial penalties, but you have to go back many years for that. Homosexuality was decriminalized in Ireland in 1993. I hope that answers your question, Richie.
0: The Neil Brendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday 0818
1: 104 106. Yeah, the lads are right here. It's all how you deliver the punchline of the joke. It's all how you deliver it, as in, I should have delivered it, as in Qatar, they don't watch the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do or Abu, Abu Dabi Doo. even so it's all in the punchline uh, listen um, talking about tradition I was chatting with uh, you know we had a chat there with Sheila earlier on who just recently celebrated her 100th birthday and she had a great old chat with Seamus but you talk about life and you know the, her times and born in 1922 and her youth and growing up and the hard work and the food and having had less and everything. To some extent, of course, the world is always beautiful through rose-tinted glasses, but many of it, many people wouldn't want to go back to a lot of the, you know, the hardships of the generations before. But a lot of it had to do, of course, with the food that we ate. And I was chatting earlier on about tripe and drasheen and told you a couple of good stories from people who were texting. Uh, The reason that we were talking about tripe and drasheen originally in the office here earlier in the week was because there was an article that made, uh, it's an examiner article, I think it was an examiner article, where they went to chat with Donna O'Reilly, who holds a lonely position as Ireland's last remaining Drachine maker. Although I think I might have found another drasheen maker over in Kerry. But certainly in the English market, he's flying the flag solo. Uh, and then we were chatting about whether or not you ever ate tripe or ate drasheen or crew beans or whatever the case may be. Now, I've tried on numerous occasions and failed every time. Although I'm a very big lover of liver and onions. Um, crew beans, I've had once. Um, but they were very much dickied up in a sauce, you know, really kind of kind of a posh version of crew beans. I've never had them boiled in a big, you know, a lot of pubs years ago would, would boil a big um, saucepan or a big tub of them and serve them to customers. Um, a lot of the time was to feed them, but it was also to make them thirsty to get them to drink more porter. But anyway, Seamus and Claire, um, Seamus got on to uh, the Farmgate Cafe and asked, would you ever mind maybe preparing some tripe and drachene for us so that we can feed it to people in the English market to see what they think of it? And Farmgate Cafe did it. And you can imagine they did a damn good job of it. Um, they also served not just the tripe, the drachine but also lamb's liver in the most beautiful red wine sauce, the lamb's liver. So then the lads then, Seamus and Claire, went and spoke to people and offered them an opportunity to taste the tripe and rashi. Now tripe is the lining of the cow's stomach. So remember this now as you're hearing the people asking questions or tasting it. It's the lining of the cow's stomach, and is traditionally boiled in milk and onion. Drasheen is a blood sausage made from the blood of the cow. There are another few bits and pieces in there as well, like a thing called serum. So I'll talk about those aspects of it a little later on, but this is their visit to the English market with food in tow, uh, offering people samples and tastings. <laughs>
5: Delicious, yeah. Very nice. What's, what kind of sauce is it in? It's in a red wine sauce, and it's lamb's liver. <laughs> I've never had liver before. Well, no, there you go. It's actually if, we, if we told you it was liver before you ate it, would you, would you have eaten it? I would have tried it, but I would
10: have been a bit more cautious if I ate it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing there that we kind of go off with. It's
5: not the same. Yeah. it's not like everything changed chocolate changed yeah but that remained the same type of machine I don't know because when I was young greasy
6: I didn't like it yeah. I was forced to eat it and I never liked it can we force you today? no <laughs> no <laughs> even the feel of it, but know? it but now I know how they feel
5: in the jungle <laughs> <laughs> does it smell the same? do <laughs> you mean? Yeah. oh yeah <laughs> What's that taste like now? Tastes like fat to be honest. Okay. And what was the brown stuff? It's actually not bad. Yeah. Is it not? No. No, surprisingly not. Weird texture but it's nice. That you, was you... absolutely gorgeous. My mom and dad love that now. did did. Try patrichean. Did they? Yeah. When we were small, actually when we were very small, my mother would have it and they'd make us a tone and they'd eat that. We hated it. Good luck and nice boy. Is it? Oh, uh-huh.
4: it actually reminds me of, like the liver, never liver years ago.
5: That liver, yeah, liver, yeah. That slams liver now. No, it uh, reminds me of my mum's house, my mum's dad, they love, they love all that kind of stuff. It's lovely, right? That's actually unreal. I'm not a big meat eater now, but it's lovely. Why is that? Would you be a big liver eater? Oh, go away, really? Yeah.
7: Oh, it's actually nice though.
5: Would you not normally liver, no? No, I
7: never had it never had well, it there you
5: go you won't go to bed with that story
7: no it's nice it's lovely I never had it now
5: get the get that now lovely are you lovely. sure we couldn't procedure oh, I'm good thanks my mother's always trying to get me to taste liver but... yeah but like you know it's not too bad men go on go on men <laughs> <laughs> take one for go the on, scene i I'll, I'll try a yeah. <laughs> perfect and I was a vegetarian only I stopped there a month ago yeah. lovely <laughs> for, uh... well men a story it's not too bad yeah Try that one there, okay. and let it let us know what you think. What is it? What you think? What does that taste like? I'm not sure. <laughs> Come on. Did you try the white stuff or the brown stuff? The white stuff. Okay, try the brown stuff there now, and let us know what you think. If Mom put that up to you now on the table, would you eat it? Yeah. It's not that nice. No, to no. try it. have mum try some. It's a bit chewy. There's a reason for that and we'll explain there in a minute. Uh, uh, try the white stuff, it might be nicer. I don't think so. What is it? Is it tripe? Is it tripe and machine Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to hang around, we have uh, lamb's livers to come down so if you want a if you want I'd a second like course, lamb's liver, but not Tripe and <laughs> What is it? What, what, what is it exactly? It's a traditional Cork food. Oh, you're talking about Rasheen. Would you not try it, no? Oh. i try it. Have you ever had it? Go and try it. See. Is it I sweet? No. It looks sweet, though. It's not sweet at all. That face says it all. Well, she hasn't tried it yet. I, I yet. am trying it. So well, maybe it's if it's you free just free free. What, what close What if it. I don't like ice. it? Well, you don't have to finish it. Yeah, it's Let's go in. Whatever. Go on. The whole lot.
7: How is the texture? It's it, it's a very uh like fatty.
5: Hmm. It reminds me of one of the old soups that my mom used to make. Okay. With what? Um, well, it's, it's tripe soup, no? Yep. Yeah. My mom is half Austria, half Polish, and okay. they do make a lot of uh, tripe soup and uh, uh, okay. goulash and uh, and such. This smell is horrendous, I have to say. I do not enjoy the smell. What is it? Taste it there now, it's, it's tripe and drachene, we're trying to... Ooooh! We've already talked about it. I love the tripe bread, and you know about the drachene. And there you go now. <laughs> Would you? I did,
7: I, I, we, we were here yesterday actually. <laughs> we were passing the shop Riley's. And I just said I used to love the, hum, the honeycomb.
5: Your feet brought you to a good place today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that bring nice. back a lot of memories? I thought it brings an awful lot of memories back from my like childhood. Were you reared on that?
3: Well, not every day, but we, we had it a lot. Um,
5: my mother used to um, boil us in the onions and make the white sauce and... Lovely. And what do you think of the uh, I, I didn't try the drachime. Try it there no, Steve. You spoil that. That's like the sausage, isn't it? Like a it big is. sausage. Not few, no. I take for the tripe No, to take away the taste. Meg? are do you lambs do you want to try them? Okay. yes,
6: please. What do you think? Mm. Superb, soft, succulent, extremely tasty. Where
5: there are the I'll read it off. Sorry. Mm, I like and would you normally eat something like this? He always eats it and I occasionally eat it. This is gorgeous. The sauce is beautiful. That came from the farm gate. Mm, it's lovely. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely superb. I adore it. I love it. But you were already converted before you even started. I was converted. But this is the bee's knees. I throw it, dip it in a bit of flour, throw it out to the pan, that's it. This
3: is delicious, there's a lovely taste, there's a lovely aftertaste. Mm. I love the gravy in it. I love
5: it's the gravy, it's beautiful. We just came back from Spain and we eat everything Spanish when we're there. Like with Chorizo and the soup and all that stuff. But I think we should have a load of traditional dinners here. Mr. Virus, too, made with lamb the proper way. And that, no? Yeah, but like. Do you know, and I mean, even that wrapped with stuffing and rashes around it, we were taught that in school in our presentation. Mm-hmm. I gave that to you when we were married first and you thought it was the best thing we ever ate. Bangers and match. Yeah. All she those dinners. get to my heart. That is divine. Yeah. I'd eat that now again. And we we're going for a meal. No, but that's my start for now.
8: Get the rest of me. Oh, just
5: handsome. Very nice. Well, okay. do look at it. Just close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I can't
6: what <laughs> i'm very strange when i come to meat. no i can't no. <laughs> no i'm really sorry i literally only eat Do you know chicken what it is, now it,
5: it's <laughs> light chicken it's tripe and racine.
6: yeah no <laughs> thank you very much no
5: no not at all you'd never try it no <laughs> no, no, I no it's just not for me <laughs> anybody want to try a meaty treat no way why not no wait is that a fish chowder no i can't no i can't i can't is it something disgusting yeah, you know. it is. I know by looking at her, it is. It is. Would you try it then? I have a very bad tummy. <laughs> I'm not what? trying it. but no it's, a, it's tripe and drachine. Yeah, tripe, no way. Did, did you say it, it wasn't tripe. Yeah. It's tripe, not fish. You have yeah. a taste with her. Oh, God, no. Try it there and see what you think. It's not anything to do with prawns? No, it's not. It's not fish. It's not there's fish? There's no, there's, there, the only thing that that's the allergen in that is dairy, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, which I'm, I'm okay with dairy. What do you think? I can feel the meat in it, Mm. but I'm trying to figure out which type of meat it is. Is it nice? Well, what does it taste like? It is nice, but I would like a little bit of more taste into it. That brown bit there, look, have have a bit of that, see what you think. Okay. That might be a bit more meatier for you. Is that any better than the white stuff?
6: No, no. The, the white stuff
5: is better than this one. Okay, so what you have there is the lining of a cow's stomach. The, and the, the, bro- the brown one. The white one? white. Oh yeah, the white one. And the brown one then is uh, kind of a sausage, it's uh, drasheen that is uh, made here in the markets and it's made from cow's blood. Okay, yeah, but I prefer
7: the white one because I've eaten the white one before.
1: Phase when, he, when it was explained to him exactly what it was. I mean, it's an amazing thing because you got the opportunity there to hear voices from all over the world who are here living amongst us trying things for the first time. But I get the impression that for the likes of, say, tripe or dracheen or kidneys or liver or sweetbreads and crew beans or, or brawn, uh, which is the meat from the head, uh, that it's very much a generational thing, you know, and that younger generations wouldn't know or wouldn't eat that type of food, whereas it had been a very staple diet years ago in the market and I'm sure there were many different stalls selling. There's only the one now and that's Donna O'Reilly. Donna, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good. What did you make of that now? I got an opportunity to do some really detailed research with Cork people. What did you think? Uh,
10: yeah, I've heard a lot before to be honest. Um, it is, you know, it's different folks, different strokes, you know. You either right love or hate it really, you know. Um, is peep, peep,
1: you know people have different um, tastes yeah and, but I know I noticed listening to it though it seemed to be older people very much either still eat it or their mothers did whereas younger people either don't know it or they might try it but wouldn't like it yeah it's a bit like well, Marmite
10: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well that's the way case describes it yeah but um it's it's you know it's different yeah, they, i mean if I, I don't um i don't particularly like oysters you know or, or sweet potatoes <laughs> and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's just uh, whatever you brought up on yeah
6: ago,
1: yeah you know, yeah but, yeah. but was, mean, the, people, yeah, was there yeah. a time when there was many you're you're all alone now selling tripe and trisheen aren't you in the market
10: um, yeah, yeah, I'm the only one left now. Yeah, um, I'm the only one um, producing and selling it. I think yeah, in in the market and kind of
1: wholesaling around the country and that as well. What? The, so is there is there demand around the country
10: for tripe? There's a big demand for tripe in Dublin, especially because it's mostly um, it's mostly like the the immigrants. the foreign guys are mad for the tripe in Dublin and um, in Limerick and Cork, Waterford. It would be kind of traditional to the to the, um, whatever, people living there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the drachene would be kind of, it doesn't sell in Dublin at all, that's just kind of a Cork cork limb, like more so. Okay, Um, so so the
1: drachene would be unique to Cork. What is it?
10: Drachene, it's just like, if you're a blood pudding, it's just, um, you know, when you get, I would collect barrels of blood in the abattoirs, and it's you. You separate the clots from the juice, serum kind of serum plasma, and uh, you, you just use the the juice and just put into a, a, a natural casing, which right. is the, um, the 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 gut of the cow. Yeah, and uh, just a little bit of salt.
1: Bit is it? Is it similar or very different to black pudding? Like.
10: Well, black pudding would be similar, but it's that would be the clots usually. Like this is the black pudding, and that's is like this cereals and cereal added, yeah,
1: yeah. Whereas yeah, you pan fry the black pudding, would you boil the the trishine?
10: Yeah you boil most people boil it like but you
1: can fry it as well
10: a lot of people fry it i'd often fry it now with a rasher and that thing you can put a bit of flavour off it cuz it can be quite quite bland
1: really well, I flavor. might try it if you could pan fry it what about the what about the tripe then is that always milk and onions um it is in it is in Ireland yeah
10: but actually in, as people people do fry that as well in different countries and um you know it's, it's you can use like the spanish do it like different ways the italians do it different ways but it's mostly boiled alright Jed yeah, kind because of, it can be tough otherwise you know you need to boil it first of all
1: Was there a and time then, when there was lots of stalls selling there in the heyday of Tripe and rashina? I wonder
10: Well in the market no there was only ourselves I think and, and there was um, my dad's cousins as well with we kind of two stalls yeah, just down, down where the fish is now at the moment like yeah. we had two stalls right next to each other there yeah, and um we ended up, kind of like my my dad's cousins, kind of went out of the business. So we were the last ones. There, and then the only ones doing it. And then we moved
1: up to front, so we're still there now. And how far back can you trace the business that you're up in front, centre running now?
10: Well, we're up in the front, I think, probably since around the 50s, I think. And before that, down. I mean,
1: is it like a 100 years, longer? Y- yeah, I'd say about a 100 years. We're kind of in the
10: market, I think, yeah. We're, we're, I think we're the, we're, the, we're the longest in the market now. I think uh, Michael Bresnan was the longest.
1: He was. Which, God rest um, him. Yeah, yeah. God rest yeah. him. Yeah, yeah.
10: And um,
1: so we're,
10: I think, we're the longest at the moment now. So,
1: <laughs> but in the article that I read, then it's the Examiner, isn't it? The article in wasn't it? Uh, the Echo. Was it like the, the echo? echo? My apologies. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. They, they were saying that you, quoting you, saying that for now, fortunately, you're selling enough Dreshine to cover the costs, but only just.
10: Yeah, yeah, I just can, I'm keeping the Drisheen going as long as I can, um, it kind of sells the tripe in Limerick and Cork as well to an extent, you know, but the tripe is the main thing, but the Drisheen is just, I'm, um, yeah, it, it, it's just been dwindling over the years. The Drisheen
1: is dwindling, whereas the tripe powers on.
10: Yeah, that's kind of holding it's on, all right, yeah, to an extent. Mm. Yeah. but um, yeah. yeah it's because of the it's because of the foreigners really. tripe was keeping on going because yeah
1: I know but like there's a, a lovely quote in the article that says I mean would you, would you serve, could you have a meal of both like the article was saying tripe without drasheen is like bread without butter do they go very well together
10: yeah yeah a lot of the people like in in Ireland, in, in Ireland the Irish people they 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 probably bought them together and there is people then who would kind of have one or the other, you know. And they, you know, they mightn't like tripe, and, and the other person mightn't like cuisine, you know. But is one
1: of the problems that more. it smells when you boil it? Is it?
10: Um, it can be, yeah, yeah. People say that. Well, I, I, I love, I'd love that now, but my wife won't cook it for me. <laughs> <laughs> <Kind of> Trying <laughs> <laughs> so to see. The, the answer to
1: that is cook it yourself.
10: Yeah, well, actually, you said it inside the market cooked now, so there's no excuse, really. You can just bring it home, stick it in the pot or in the microwave or something. You can-
1: oh, I might be tempted, then, to try it if it's pre-cooked and I can heat it and it's a bit like black pudding. I've tried tripe a few I haven't tried it. I've tried to eat it, but I've failed every time. I'm a total coward.
10: <laughs> yeah, again, you see, you have to be kind of brought up in it, like, you know, I'd... Um,
1: would you get uh, it on I, a menu anywhere, though? I wonder. Donna? I know that Longboats Billy down in Longboats puts tripe on from time to time, and he says it's a big, big seller.
10: Yeah, it's got a kind of a following actually. That's kind of you know the guy businessmen around around the city there now to kind of like follow it around it with days to do it, and this spot's been following like, as well the odd time and and then um, I think this is in the market lane like in this, you know, this big gang of businessmen oh i will all meet up there they're doing tripe and drachene and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, and they'll go along to that you know, in, their, the in
1: their suits uh, or a big businessman's yeah, yeah, yeah. feed a tripe and drachene what about everything else then I mentioned brawn brawns and you know uh, pigs trotters and crew beans and things like that
10: yeah I, I don't sell any of them I but know but are they um, as
1: popular sweetbreads and things liver
10: um, yeah, they, they, I mean, a lot of the opal is kind of dying off, really, you know. People have kind of, I don't know, there was, when there was more money, I suppose, around the place, they kind of went went for uh, the steaks and, and, and the land shops and that yeah, kind of stuff, Yeah, you know?
1: But if you trace back far enough, there were staple diets in Cork because there were affordable cuts, right? Yeah, yeah. Back
10: yeah, when, when what was it called? What was it called? The um the ox laying capital that time, like all the, the Oxlain, all, the, yeah. all the all the the beef was kind of being exported that time, so we were only left with the offer that
1: time. Because, so we had to make the most of that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nothing would go to waste back then. Nothing would go to waste. Yeah. I think the farm gate upstairs above you do tripe and drachine at the farm gate in the English market. So they're keeping the flag flying, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they come
10: down to me every morning there and they take some and um, cook it up. They, they do a good job of it too, and they have, a, they have a following for it as well. Yeah. People going in there, there's like kind of new people going in there as well and just trying it, you know.
1: Is it nutritious?
10: Yeah. Oh, it would be, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, it, It's full of protein, you know, the, the trachine is kind of just pure protein, really. Pure protein and nutrients.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'd be good to be able to get it into cork chippers as well, wouldn't it? Dicky it up in some sort of a takeaway menu. What do you think of that? <laughs> maybe yeah. KC's try such crazy things they might try it on the menu sometime you'd never know
10: yeah, yeah well, I don't know I can just try to keep it traditional if I can but I mean you know, got all these um, young guys and they're going to the gym they're drinking all these protein drinks <laughs> and that kind of stuff like you know but I mean, it's a natural source of protein really so.
1: there you go there you go that's another line of business for you but you'll keep it going though will you hand it on or what do you think you don't look that far down the road
10: um, well, my kids are kind of in college, and they're doing other of they're, they're doing other things, so they, they don't think they have much interest in it. Like, but you never know, sure. Who knows? What what to turn around? You know. All right. I mean, well, look. Like and white pudding was kind of, that was kind of dying off a few years ago, but in fairness, Dave was we didn't. And he kind of revitalized the whole
1: thing. And so so much, it could so. happen again with a little bit of TLC and maybe encouragement. You never know. It could be uh, back on the as the Echo article was calling it a classic rebel delicacy. It could take off yeah. yet again and fly. Well, you're, I'll yeah. let you get on with it because Friday's probably a busy day, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm the go, yeah. All right, my man. We're good to catch up. Thanks for taking the call, Don, and good luck to you all down there okay thank you cheers Cheers. my man that's Don O'Reilly the tripe and drasheen man at the English market lots of great texts on this incidentally I love drasheen but I never liked tripe my dad RIP loved tripe cooked in milk with onions and then the white sauce was made with the milk he also loved crew beans and pig's head and inverted commas, yuck, she says. My dad and gran had tripe every Friday, cooked in milk and onions. The house reeked for weeks. Well, I think more likely the weekend. They loved it. Uh, I used to wake up hungover on a Sunday, and my sister used to say and warn me, don't even get up. They're cooking tripe and drachine downstairs. <laughs> I used to cook it in the Mailer bar on Mailer Street. It was on the menu every Thursday back in the 90s. A lot of older men, most of them used to work around the South Mall, came in for it. We served it with boiled jack potatoes and veg, says Nolo Mahoney. And that's exactly what Donna was saying, that a lot of the suits would travel together in packs from bar to bar or restaurant to restaurant. The word would go out that there was tripe on in such and such a place, and down they'd go. I used to love it. Proper white sauce, onions and mashed potatoes. My kids would run a mile if I made it now. And one or two more. It was one of my dad's favourites. Of course, we all ran when we saw it being cooked for fear it would, we'd be made to eat it. Well, thankfully, my mother, although a Blackpool girl, and a girl who would eat tripe and trachine never cooked it in our house. Maybe she was under orders, I don't know.
0: Call the Neil Prenderville
1: show now.
0: 0818-104-106 Red FM.
1: Uh, keep those texts coming on tripe and trachine. I'll pick it up on Monday's show. I live in the US now and I'm enjoying the chat about tripe and trachine listening here and liver. I love them all. The only thing was, years ago my mum used to cook skirts and kidneys and the house would smell of urine all day. Off to work now. Love the show. Keep those coming. Do you eat it? Do you cook it how do you cook it tripe and Rasheen. text 0868 now we'll take just a few guesses uh, very very quickly for neil's five stars Ten euro that you can spend in sound store at their superstore at market green retail park in middleton so these five voices please in the right order we know of three of them i think i might have time for two or three have a listen I love Corks right. FM. Okay, well that's happening. Oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Last bunch of shout outs. St Francis Unit, St Mary's Health Campus in Grownabrother. Morning to everybody. You all in District Nursing Home working hard. Irwin's Pharmacy in Shannon Street are listening, and Ed Foley's Passage West Pharmacy are listening as well. At Art Lab Tattoo Studios in Patrick's Key. The staff at Drina Co-op, Uno, Unique Fit Out in Glenmire, Bossard Gang, Little Island would love feeding Rathpeake and Fireplaces. Joe Crowley oils and in a Shannon Cork loading section at Air Lingus and Plumbing and Heating working hard Heart and Vascular Department listening as well not quite sure where um, Edmund, Aoife, Clare and all the gang at the National Seaways in the Port, Power Aggregates in Carrigtool. Tool, Healthcare 21 in the Blarney office of the Business Park Amers, I, should I say, Amy's Laser and Tanning in Ballancolig Dornan Engineering, Hidden Hearing in Black Rock, MB Recovery in Little Island, House of Herring in Sale Roadstone Dispatch, Porting Cabin on the Monon Road, Revs Disco McLaren's Loss Adjusters, the Close horse dryers um, which share with their neighbors uh, Treasure Crash in Carrick Tool, Keto Products, and Inform Nutrition in Watergrass Hill. All of you have a great weekend. We'll pick a winner in a couple of seconds' time. Just very quickly, now the last few guesses. Let me just get stuck straight into it and see where we go. First up, Paul in Little Island. Morning. Morning, Neil. Have a listen, pal. All five of them. I love corks. Right. Go for it. What do you think? Well, I'm going to give you different names
10: because no, we know it's three, so. I'm just going to choke the names if they can help, you know. Right. So, Killian Murphy, Sonia Sullivan, Pat Shark, Nevin McGuire, Ed Sheeran.
1: Because of that, you got them all wrong. You know that.
4: Yeah, I know th- it. Yeah, you were that. just
1: help- you're helping people. I get it. You're very kind. Yeah. Well done. Good yeah. idea. Thanks, Paul. Patrick and Granagh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Go for it. Niall Horan, Dahi O'Shea, Angela Lansbury, Adele, and. No, oh, my man. Yeah, we're still stuck. It'll unravel sooner or later, believe me. Winner of two
0: golds at the Imro Radio Awards 2022. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM.